What up, everybody? We back for another episode of the regular podcast. I'm your host, and I sound weird. I don't know what's going on with the, with the audio, but I'll figure it out later. How you feeling, Lucy? I'm feeling really good. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm your host, Kilo. If I ain't say that, I'm pretty sure I didn't because I don't remember feeling like I said that. Mm-hmm. And we got Lucy in the building, right? That's correct. Lucy is in the building. And, uh, you know, we didn't record a podcast last week. Now, this week and weekend has been busy, so just didn't get recorded. Mm-hmm. But we back, yo. So, you know, I know y'all was feeling bad. You had to listen <laughs> to other people. You didn't get to hear you know us give our takes on things and it sucks i know i get it mm-hmm. i understand but we're back now for episode 78 but i told y'all before the number is off so we we somewhere so why up don't there you just count the episodes and then- i have counted and i counted enough to know that they was off so so, so is it episode 78 lean in is it episode 78 it's not episode 78 I just, that's the number, but the total episodes, I mean, you know, it can be anything. Oh. We might be on episode 500 for all I know. Okay. No, it's not that. But now, <clears throat> your week was cool. You care to tell them how I made your your weekend special last week? Because, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> if I'd have messed the weekend up, somebody would have heard about it. Maybe not these people, but no, somebody would have. No, these people wouldn't have heard about it. But anyway, so yeah, we... You made the the weekend really special. Mm-hmm. Um, we celebrated Valentine's Day this week, this past weekend. Um, we stayed in a really really nice hotel, and um, when I got there, you know, it was like rose petals everywhere, and and um, and uh, the candles, you know, lit. I got my favorite bag, one or well, a bag that I really really wanted. Um, that I was really surprised you even remember me even talking about because I said it and then I didn't like think nothing else about it. Um, and then we got dressed up, we went to dinner, and we went to the Babyface and Keep Sweat concert. So very you know, fun. It, it was really fun, and it was at the Fox. So anybody that knows the Atlanta area, they know like the Fox is like a really cool like venue. It's real like sexy. It's it's real nice. So. We had a really good time. Yeah, yeah. we went um, all that. And when she say bag, not purse, it's a, it's a, it's um, a like bag. a duffel bag, it's a, a weekend, weekend traveler bag, yes. bag. It's a Vera Bradley weekend bag. I love Vera Bradley. Um, it's it's a Southern thing, I guess. People people like Vera Bradley, but it's definitely like a a big thing down south. Um, so I, I love all the patterns and the the feel of the bag so i i was just looking at weekend bags and i might have mentioned it to you or because i'm always looking at it so um and it was there and not only that i got some other stuff in the bag but you know really really nice blanket you know some other things so yeah it was it was really one of the but this was actually the best valentine's day ever because it, it was before it was another valentine's day that you did um it was you know it was really nice but this was like the most fun we had in a while a long time yeah man so i had a busy day on saturday yo mm-hmm. so i had to like set this whole thing up but tell what you did on saturday though. no but look this is what stuff. i'm saying like i had to set this whole thing up last uh last week at the beginning of the week, 
we was being all weird with each other. It was like everything was testy. So I'm like, man, F all really? this, yo. What? At the beginning of the week, yeah, it was like dumb. So I was like, I was um, at work oh, and I yeah, texted okay. you and I was like, yo, we need a date weekend. We need a date week or whatever. You down with that? And you was like, yep. And then. Well, no, t- I know why I was testing. No, but I it was already. Was no, it was already. It was even before the parking crap. It was just already before that. Okay. So uh, I was like, man, this is because this is stupid arguments like about nothing. So I'm like, we man, we arguing need. arguing about parking. My parking Not skills. Not even, I feel like before. My parking skills is really bad. No, I, I feel like even before it was just uh, little, not even arguments, but it was just yeah, little bit dumb tiff, stuff being tiffs, irritating. You know, we were having, but right. the thing is, either way, I was saying like, we need to have a date week or mm-hmm. date night I met. So I hit you up. You was like, yeah, I'm down. And then I already um, knew, I knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to make sure that you was going to be cool and that we could get a babysitter. So right, we got the right. babysitter set up and then I, I booked the plans or whatever. I bought the tickets for the, for the uh, concert. They was a good price. I felt, mm-hmm. and we had great seats. Oh, we had really good seats. I forgot to say that. Yeah. We had really good seats. Yeah. Like, we had good at, seats. At the Fox, it was really good seats. So, uh, so we, we did that. Well, I set that up and then I was like, to make it right. I mean, it would be cool. It, it, it'd be okay if we went to a concert and came home, but, I don't really feel like doing that because I'm the one that got to drive and it's going to be late and I don't feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I like hotels. So I was like, let me get us a hotel too. So we got the hotel and then Saturday came. And if y'all know, I do my 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 monthly food giveaway downtown. So it was came. this. It just happened to be on the same weekend. So I was like, oh. I had to get up early, get all of that together. I went downtown, fed my people. Everybody was good. I sat out there and talked to them for about an hour. And then, but really... See, I wasn't just talking to them for an hour because I was talking to them. I had to wait for a room mm-hmm. to be open, a, a hotel room to be open for me to do early check-in, mm-hmm. right? So then I went to the spot. I got some little fake rose petals. Then I came, checked into the room, took my gifts that I had got previously, and I bought candles. When did you get those gifts? Hold on now. I got the candles, <laughs> the room, the floor, flower petals and all that, fake flower petals, because that was all they had at the, where I went. Mm-hmm. Went to the room, checked in, you know, uh, had the gift, the bag or whatever. You know, I set all that up, the candles. And I was thinking because, you know, I had to buy the right type of candles so they wouldn't burn out by the time I went home to pick Shay up. Because I had to go home and pick pick Shay up. She didn't know what all of this was going on. Mm-hmm. I was getting a little irritated. I so, was like, what? of course... So the I had to go I had to light the the right type of candles so that they would still be burning by the time Shay got there. So I burnt all that. I set everything up. I did the rose petals in the shape of a heart on the bed. Yes, yeah, so did all nice. that type of stuff. So nice. Rose petals from the door to the bed, all that type of stuff, right? And then I go home, pick her up. She of course she's not ready, even though she called me asking true. me. That's not you true. wasn't ready. You I, you called me asking me about where I was at. Yo, you told me to be ready. I'm How to you gonna call out, me? We got two Ta- kids. Pause, pause. First of all, she called me at one o'clock. Like, yo, you said to be ready. I'm like, yeah, be ready. Checking me. I had to go pick her grandmother up. That's who babysitted our kids. Mm. Babysat, whatever you want to say. I went to pick the gra- so this is a, a whole hour pass in an hour and a half. Matter of fact, I didn't get home till two fifty. You called me at one thirty. Right. An hour and a half pass. I get home. Kids. I get home. I'm like, you ready? She's like, nah. Still got to pack a. F- I got to get my stuff together. I'm like, I yo, had, you called no, me. What are you saying? My stuff was ready. No, it, was it wasn't because like, you said I was still wrestling with the kids. Lucy, I was trying to get stuff straight for be, my. Can you keep it a stuff? buck on here? 
When I asked you, was you ready? What'd you say? I said, I'm, I'm ready. I just got to get a couple That's not what you said. Put in the bag. You said, no, that means My you're not ready. My stuff was out. Like, everything If you got to get stuff and put it in the bag, you're not ready. And that day and you was honest. I didn't even know how I was supposed to be dressed. That day you was honest because you said no that day when I asked you. And then I, what I say? What do you mean that day? The day of. When I, when I asked you that day, Saturday, you was like, no, I'm not ready. No, that's not true. That I is true. It. And then what I say after that? I said, why not? You, and you said, did you not get the picture two, I sent you? We have two small. Oh, oh, yeah. So that whole conversation so did go. happen so exactly the way what, I said. This is why I wasn't ready. Stop this it. There's no reason because you called me an hour before that. So let's we just go past small it. small kids. Stop it. And, let's just and go. And I was wrestling with the kids and trying to get everything straight for my grandmother. She's staying in our, our house. So I was trying to say, this is here. This is what this is. Why, and, didn't you, you know, why wasn't you ready when you called me? Because you just said you was getting irritated. Just, why wasn't you ready well, you already? you know why I wasn't ready. No, I, I don't. sent you the pictures of what was the happening The picture was after you called me. That's not true. Yes, it is that's true. That's why I, I was getting ready at that time. I, I was calling you to see what time I needed to be dressed because I was like not trying to be like fully like dressed up in the house. So I'm like, okay, so what time are you going to get here? Like, what are you doing? It don't I'm matter. Just be ready. Right after be ready. Finished, that's it. Uh, you know, doing the giveaway. Okay, you should have been ready way, at the normal time I come home and see, you wasn't. So anyway, like I said, y'all, I had date night. I had to go pick her up. I get her and we take her to the joint and then we get in there. She's like, oh, this is nice. Uh, of course it's nice because I got nice taste, right? Am I lying? Come on, man. <laughs> okay. So we get up in the joint. She opened the door, see the, see the stuff, right? Boom. It's, it's happiness. And then I ain't tell Yeah, I told you about the concert when we got to the hotel. Yeah, so you right. didn't even know about know where we was going was until then. Happening. But I mentioned, I wanted to go to the concert anyway because I mentioned it. I didn't no, you didn't you mention were. it. The way you mentioned it was, well, I know you don't like Keep Sweat. I'm like, okay, why in the I world do you like think I don't like Keep Sweat? I thought you said you didn't like Keep Sweat. That's why in like, the world? But anyway, I, you know, obviously, if it's Babyface and Keep Sweat, I'm down. Like, so I'm we went to, to see Babyface and Keep Sweat last Saturday, and, and it was a very good concert. And, the show and was crazy. Keep Sweat was sick, but he still showed up, did his thing. Babyface uh, tore the roof off the joint. Mm-hmm. He had people going crazy. I got a video of grown men in there acting like some straight biatches. Not just grown oh, men, because no. I'm a grown no. man. I'm talking about older men. Like, he, because Babyface had got off the stage and, like, kind of performed. He was going crazy, like, veins all crazy coming out of his neck and all that. He was screaming, singing. And he was coming through the crowd, like, walking on people's seats going through the crowd. And niggas was acting a fool. I mean, listen, not for nothing. Babyface sounds great. Like, he, do he, sound was, good he was doing his thing. Uh, uh, Keith Sweat also sounds really good. They Babyface they really got some good backup that. singers. Well, they both got good background singers, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. some good singers behind Keith them. Sweat had a girl. I don't. I didn't remember her name, but her. I mean, she was amazing. Her name was Maya. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So she she was um she was pretty much singing all like Jackie McGee um Jackie McGee's parts and like all kind of other stuff. She was going in. She was really good. So it was a good show, man. So uh, yeah. That happened, and then we came home, and well, yeah, we we uh, yeah, actually we tried we to go to breakfast. get breakfast the next morning. We did get breakfast, but we couldn't get it the places we was trying to because right. the Bronner brothers had a hair show that weekend, and everybody was in town. And it just was a, cheer, a big, you know, like a UCA. Um, I actually like though. <clears throat> I like the 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 buy black thing going on right now though. Even though it make it hard for us when we be trying to do certain stuff because everything's mm-hmm. packed. Because we've been places multiple times actually, and it been like just packed as hell mm-hmm. but i like it though people come in town and they look they searching for black stuff mm-hmm. so that I, I mess with that now uh this is the valentine's episode not just this just came to me i don't know if we ever talked this about how valentine's we met and all that oh okay this is gonna oh, come out okay. on valentine's day okay no so we didn't. but um 
You want to talk about it? I, sure. We might have actually. No, uh, I think you said something about it, but I never talked about it. I feel like we did. But go ahead. You, you, tell the story from your perspective, then I, I, I'll see if I, if I okay, agree or not. Um, so, okay. Like, like, tell, like, how we met and then, like, started talking or whatever. Okay. All right. We'll do that. So, we met. I was in the Navy. We both were in the Navy. Um, we we didn't graduate. Well, yeah, we graduated the same weekend because I no. was the same week. Weekend. You got held up a week. I, I got held up a week, but I'm saying I graduated the same weekend because I got held up a week. So that's why I got graduated the same weekend as you. I was supposed to graduate October 17th, or so, and I graduated the next weekend. Okay. Because I got held up. But you didn't come when I came. No, I was just on okay. hold. I yeah, was on hold. So, um, so well, thank God. Look at that. What? So anyway, I got into it with somebody. Got held up a week. Whatever. So, um. I didn't meet you. Oh, the first day of like Liberty. Liberty is when you can like go out in town and like just spend some time out. I don't know if that was the first day, but it was the first weekend. So um, I was out in town that weekend with one of my homegirls, with the in Chicago. She had me walking around the south side of Chicago with her, getting our hair braided and stuff. And then um, I think she wanted to chill with like her boyfriend because she was actually from Chicago. So, I, I want to say I was, like, moving around by myself a little bit after, like, the next day or whatever. I was, like, coming from the mall. Coming from um, Gurney Mall, I think it is. So, um, we got into a cab. I got into a, a, a like, van, a taxi van or whatever. Because they would be, like, going back to base and stuff. So, um, you were in the van with some of your friends. With some of your people was in there. And I was by myself. I think was that right? Is that right? <laughs> tell the story no, how you I'm remember. Just, I can't remember. Let okay. me tell it because I remember no, let me better finish. than you. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> you don't remember it that good. I do remember it that good. <laughs> Excuse me, so, y'all. I'm anyway, sick right now. Anyway, we were in the van, um, going back to base. I don't think I talked to you that whole time in the van. I didn't really talk to nobody because I was in the van by myself. I wasn't with nobody, and um, you had like your friends in there, or whatever, or somebody you was you was talking to people. I don't remember, but um, so after that. One of our, like, a mutual homeboy, like, um, this dude, he was real cool with, like, one of my friends. And you were with him, I think you were just with him. Can I tell you? You don't remember. Let me, well, I do remember. <laughs> you keep asking questions. Go ahead, then. Just say Because you're going to say something wrong, but go no, ahead. No, I'm not. I remember it very vividly. I do, too. No, you don't. I remember our speaking uh, when we got... Okay, Obviously. but you don't remember how, uh, none okay, of the other stuff. But anyway, so it was one grim night. Grim night? November 15th, 2008. Now, listen, this is the thing. I remember numbers very well. So I remember the date and all that type of stuff. You probably remember the convo. So when I get to the convo part, you take it from there, right? Okay. All right. So this will happen. I'm at the mall with, with the group of people I was with, right? I was with my man Morrison. I was with this other dude, and I was with his girlfriend. Uh, what well, was me, my dude Stan, and mm-hmm. then a dude and his girlfriend. So it was four of me total, so four of us Stan. total, four of us total, and then uh, we was we was in the mall, and then my man Stan, I guess, had known Shay through her friend, mm-hmm. and they when we ran into each other at the mall. Uh, they was like, oh, give me your number. We going to the pier tonight. The pier is a little club on base, mm-hmm. right? So y'all seen each other. We was in around the food court or whatever. Exchanged numbers, and then we went our separate ways. I was by myself, I think, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, you was by yourself. We went our separate ways, but I didn't know you. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know you, but my dude, he y'all the ones that exchanged numbers, yeah, right? We Went that. our separate ways. Then when we was leaving, later on, we was leaving them all. You happened to be outside trying to catch a cab too. Mm-hmm. It's all right. So if y'all know, it's cheaper to catch a cab when it's people. more people. So then everybody could pay five dollars instead of one person paying twenty, right? Mm-hmm. So we all get in the cab at the same time, and then y'all was talking like, okay, yeah. So we gonna we gonna link up and go to the thing, bet. Then we get back to base. Everybody get dressed. I didn't. I kept my same clothes on. People get dressed. We hit the club up. It's me, my man Stan, and Shay. We go to the club. I'm thinking. It was us three. I'm thinking that my man Stan knows this girl, Shay, at the time. Mm -hmm. Or her name was Wright on the base. Mm -hmm. Knows her and is talking to her. So I'm thinking, like, I'm just the third wheel here. I'll find somebody because you know how I move. Y'all know how I move. Yeah? Calm down. Yeah, y'all know how I move. I'm going to find something. Come on. You now. understand? I'm going to find something. Whole time, come to find out, we sitting up in there. Everybody's new in the Navy, right? Mm-hmm. We brand new. We we out of, um, we're out of boot camp. I'm out of boot camp three weeks. You was out three weeks technically, but you left base mm-hmm. for two weeks, right? And what this thing is called is phase two liberty, mm-hmm. meaning you can stay out overnight and stuff. So anyway... We was on phase two for the first time. We meet and we don't really know each other that well, but we're hanging with people every day. So these are who we I consider in our. I thought I was with f- Ledger. I thought I was with Griffin. We, no, we, these are the people that we hanging with every day. So these are the people we starting to call our friends, like on base, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stan was my friend, right? Right, but I didn't know Shay or Wright at the time, and I'm thinking that he's dealing with her, trying to get with her. So we at the mm-hmm. club thing, and they not talking. So like I said, you know me. I'm going to spark a conversation with the females. Mm-hmm. And Shay was the female that was there with us. So we just sitting there. And then me and her started talking and pretty much laughing at people in the club. Yeah. Basically. And then uh, we just started talking about all kind of random stuff just in the joint. Like I said, y'all know how I do. She was feeling a nigga. She wasn't oh, feeling Stan. See, no, no what I gathered. I, it wasn't no, like but this that the thing. What I gathered, though, was that mm-hmm. Stan probably liked you, but he didn't try to make no move or nothing i don't know what, i don't think what, he did i think he was with, no he i think liked he did my friend i think he did though but this okay. the thing he didn't say nothing to you while we was there like at all so i'm like shit i'm gonna talk to her and then after me and you talking i guess he felt some type of way he just left us really yeah he just left and then it was just me and you yeah, I don't even remember that. Okay. He just left me and you. So me and her, we just at the club sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. And this is a Navy base club. This ain't like no regular mm-hmm. club. This is a Navy club. So, so there's plenty of people to laugh super at. Super clowned out. Right? Like, so it's pe- plenty of stuff to laugh at. I'm, I'm 18 <laughs> years old. I'm fresh 18. Right. So we in there just people clowning and talking crazy. about it, about whatever. Right? Then when, excuse me, when the club end, then we leave. We walk back. We live in the same building because we, we live where all the new people live at. Mm-hmm. We go back to the building. We still talking. And then we end up pretty much first time talking. We pretty talk for like out like five hours, yeah, something like that. We talk all night, mm-hmm. right? And until like we couldn't like it was time to go to sleep. It was like three, four right. in the morning, something like that. We talked all night, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked all all night. Mm-hmm. And then um, you remember any of the convo? I remember some of the convo, yeah. Okay, so what you got? I mean, some? you were just real like just first first thought. I mean, you was real like cocky like you know just well i won't say cocky i just i had never um really held conversations because i was i've never really been kind of outside the south or whatever and um and even like the guys that were in boot camp and stuff with me i didn't really speak to them at all so 
I mean, that was like a shock. I didn't really talk to anybody um, before you. So, you know, I was like, okay, he's clearly like, you know, he he clearly likes me. And um and then uh he was you were talking and I was like, okay, he's all right. You know, he's not he's whatever. And then my friend, she was standing there. She was there with me and like she was texting me we were texting each other while you were right there we were talking and she was like he likes you like campbell i don't know if she knew you before i don't know if evans knew you before we knew each other before y'all knew okay yeah well she was like campbell likes you like he like you or something and i was like yeah he's cute you know just but we were still talking this whole time like we were just texting and then she like ended up leaving me out there with you out there meaning we were sitting in the we were, common area of yeah, the Yeah, we were barracks. like in a lobby area. So she like left because she was like trying to make a move or something too. So um, everybody was kind of like doing their thing. Everybody was trying to make a move, do something. So, um, well, we stood out there for a long We were out there for a long time. But we were trying to get something to eat or like go to IHOP or something like that. Nah. We was trying to go somewhere. I wasn't. And then everybody else was like, nobody was like, coming everybody was like oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and we didn't do it so i feel gonna... like people went to get food without us they might have you i think that's just what not... happened i think you they might... went we did okay so i think i was probably supposed to go with them and i was like no i'll just stay or something like i was talking to you so we just we literally like hit it off um and then you said something about your number my number or something like i was just you were trying to make it seem you wanted me to ask you for your number or something I no was i like, didn't i was like nah you know i'm not I'm not doing that. I wanted but, um, you to ask me I think for my you number. Wanted, I think I you wanted that because you kept like, I was just like, so he's not going to ask for a number, but you ended up doing it. But right. it was real weird how you was like positioning the question, like positioning and asking for the number I wasn't thing. asking you. I wasn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. But anyway, so that's what I remember. So we, I just remember us talking for a long time. And while we were talking, um, I don't know. I just, I just liked you. I liked you, and then you said you liked me. I, I wasn't gonna ever say I liked you before that. Before you would say that too. So um, you, we didn't say that that night. But um, you got my number, and I think we might have like talked like the next day. Or so I don't know. We just, we didn't stop. We didn't. Nah, it was but, like a. But this thing. is the thing, though. See, this is. <laughs> yeah, I did like you, right? Right. Okay. But this is the thing. I was eighteen. Okay. I was. I was. We were I both was, eighteen. But I was a male at 18. Uh, being okay. an 18 year old boy. I was boy, a female at 18. So and y'all saying? are different than boys at 18. Really? What do you mean, really? I mean, okay, we, we, let's be honest. Okay, so yeah. you probably was talking to other girls. And, no, and but I, this is the know. thing. These are all girls that I'm meeting at the same time. I didn't know who was going like like me or have boyfriend. I didn't know. I just know who was around. So what are you bringing that up for? No, what I'm saying about? that. So the next day, I went to the mall with this other girl. But you no, who? but you, uh, Savannah. But you played. Uh, but you played me though. Savannah. Well, I don't know if you played me. Maybe How you did just I play you? What maybe you just really just wanted. You was like, and I, I look back at this like, ah, oh, I did this. But you you hit me with the text like, can you bring me some McDonald's back? And I don't even know you, but I brought it. See, it was nice. I wasn't nice. So it, no, but, so <coughs> but you know, but thing. you know what the difference is? Because I, you but know, I, I had you, some dudes on. The I know, line, but that's what I'm saying. Like you was playing me I though. Stopped, no, 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 you was not, playing me because you just point. sent me on a little run. Like go get me some no, McDonald's, I really my G. Some McDonald's. I know, but you sent me. Because I liked you. You could have sent somebody you didn't like. Well, I didn't like it. And that's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> so look, right that that two weeks, like it was like, dude, you know, dudes be super thirsty when they get out of like boot camp and stuff. So for those like two weeks and then like I just broke up with my ex or whatever before then. 
So I really was like, okay, well, shoot, it is what it is. I'm be dealing with, you know, some of these Navy dudes. I don't know. So two weeks, that whole two weeks, you know, people would get my number or something. But as soon as I started talking to you, I literally like just stopped talking to anybody, everybody. That's we, not true. However, we spoke to, we talked so much. Like I didn't have not, no time that, for that nobody else. You're right. Else. That's not true. But this is the thing. True. We did, we did go deep fast though it was very fast but it wasn't true that you just stopped talking to everybody but who else who did i talk hold on because that's not true no because i already put a name on here i shouldn't even have said but this and you said somebody's name too but this is the thing so what they shouldn't be listening unless they so what it's still they you don't have to put their names you put all kind of names you just put morrison out you put every i did stan was was my friend though okay these people wasn't my friend like well buckhalter was but still though um the thing about it is though we we went fast it was because fast. you got to think That's about when, when you in the military everything moves way faster than mm-hmm. it would if you wasn't in the military like if we was just in college and we met like that we might we might have talked like boyfriend and girlfriend maybe eventually mm-hmm. but pretty much we didn't even ever say all right i want to be your boyfriend i want to be your girlfriend no, we, we pretty did. much just start spending all of our free time together pretty much that's how it went after like that first week after so, the first week so it was like remember the conversation because you asked Which me, conversation? So you said the first conversation. Did you do you remember the first conversation? That first night? Yeah. No, we was talking for so long. Like okay, so okay. I was doing my, I was doing what I do. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, really real talk though, Lucy. I'm very, very, very good at talking to women. That's good. Am um, I? I mean, not really, because you really was like <laughs> out of line. Not really. A lot of really. You cause, said what? Because you was rude. I told you the first day. I was like, you super rude. Like you, you married to me why now. Why do you? And you still rude. What are you saying? Oh, like what I'm I saying love is, I you, wasn't that rude. Still rude. You listen. I had to teach. Let me tell you something. I wasn't rude enough to push to, a woman away. Women like rude niggas. That's no, the thing. No, they about, don't. No, they don't. Okay. I, if 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 you weren't willing to change certain things, we would not have Lucy. been. Yeah, because I'm thirty because, now. What I'm no, saying. No, no, no. But even then, like little at things, eighteen, I wasn't changing nothing. Little things like I would tell you. I need to walk on this side of the road. I need to do this. Because I never I need knew that. that. It's not like I was against like, it. Okay. I just never knew. Okay. So well, you I'm just taught me little, something new. Okay, well, I'm cool with things, that. I'm just saying, I'm like, okay, you ain't going like... I'm down with learning something, but but that's that's a different conversation, though. Well, okay. The I'm rude, just saying, rude I could is, tell is like that you would be willing to learn different things. Not learn different things, but talk. you would have to talk to me a little differently. Man, listen. I, at, at that age, I was just good at talking to women. So I might have okay. said all kind of stuff. Really, I was gauging you. I'm like, oh, I can say what she like. I know what she into. What do I? What I don't I know. Do? At the time, you know, I'm in the chameleon when it comes to party talking to what? Hey, Zeke, put a fist in the air right now, bro. We ran through parties. 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 So that's we all talking, we could we do. We talking about me and your love. All story, I know how to do. All I know how parties. to do was talk. Because I couldn't. Because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my. You know. I'm not gonna do that. Put what you. So, no, if no, you no, good, I'm, are you I'm good at cool. talking to dudes? I'm cool. I'm not gonna do all that. Because I'm. You <laughs> oh, know. I'm not even saying nothing. Oh, for real. Okay. I'm just. I'm just, just, saying, you know, I'm just like, letting you know why you felt. Why you felt so. Why you. How we met. Not you running through parties. No, how we met is what we're talking about. Okay. What we. How we met is the topic okay, because because that was 11 uh, that was 11 and uh, 11 years almost ago in like years. three months okay okay i thought it was almost 12 i'm tripping it'll be 12 at, in november in november right so that was 11 so you gotta think about it and we still under 30 right now mm-hmm. so we knew our life partner at 18 18 i mean some people know their partner at 14 i don't know but I'm I mean, saying. I think that's big though, because I mean, we we really only been apart like for three years, two years, three years. 
You mean broken up or we, we apart? Were, total? I mean, we've been apart, not broken up. I mean, we've been broken up. I don't know. We don't been. Well, that's the up thing. So Our relationship went to long distance relationship after only two months. Right. Or no, it wasn't. It was one month. It was one month because I left we, December twelfth. It think. was yeah. It was less than a month because yeah. we we even met on November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. The relationship ain't really start to like a week later, which. And mm-hmm. then you left December 12th, 2008. Right. So was we was in long distance relationship like from the jump pretty yeah. much. And then we broke up in like March. Yeah, we broke up a few months. But this is the thing. We kept in contact. We though. did. We kept in contact. Well, not as good, but not we got back contact. in contact. We, not yeah. good contact, but. We got back in um, contact, really. Because I was like, uh, I was deployed. A few, a couple were deployed and then you were deployed. Um we we were we were cordial we were cool we weren't fr- like we were friendly you know it was cool enough we to have a conversation send emails here and there like very few whatever but we was cool and then when I was about to get out of the military um, we got cool again we reconnected and and that was twenty eleven twenty eleven so yeah. uh, that was nine years ago itself right and then after that I was just like. Yeah, man, it was, you know, I was young, doing some young and dumb stuff. But now, Mm -hmm. we're married. We are, with two kids. We're married with kids, and, you know, we live a... How would you describe... If somebody asked you, how would you describe our relationship? Um, I think we're just just so close. Like, we we argue a lot, right? But it's, it's like... It's like we, I used to tell you all the time, it's like we just have to be around each other. Like we used to, I just felt like we just, like it was always something bringing us back to each other, I guess. I don't know what it was. It was just like, that was the, like when I felt the most comfortable. Um, So even when we was like, it was the worst things going on, we kind of just like, we just stay around each other and we, we're friends. Like I say we're friends. You don't think we have that like friendly because you, you said before like, i said we like siblings we okay. close like that okay but i'm saying at one point like you know you used to say things and and i would you would say i would laugh or whatever wouldn't take it as serious but um things obviously change when we in like a relationship and stuff like that and you get more serious but um i was always under an impression like because i really only talk to you i have two really close friends but even with my two closest friends i don't really share a lot i'm getting better with that um but i just really only talk to you so i think i think it's just like a a comfort thing i always felt comfortable but how would you describe our relationship give like a one sentence i don't know about one sentence i mean I'm just where I want to be. I don't know. Like I, I don't know how to. Y'all hear it. this? I'm, 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 I'm happy where I'm at. Like I but love I, it. I like, asked you I'm to saying, describe the relationship, not I, how I you feel. Comf- if that's I say comfortable, feeling. you're gonna be like, oh, that's I'm, your personal feeling. Right, though. No, what about I, the relationship? The relationship brings me comfort. It brings me like. I'm not asking how you feel. I'm saying like, let's okay. just say if. If uh, I am with my closest friend, I am with my best friend. That's not I what I'm asking you. That, so what do you? So you res, you do it, and then I'm okay. If I was to describe our relationship, mm-hmm. and when I think about that, I'm thinking about if I was somebody else looking at us, what would I say about us? Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, they are. What would I say? What would be the word I would use? The same. They would be like, oh, they're good friends. They seem like good friends. They don't seem, they don't do a lot of PDA. Mm -hmm. 
They just seem like they really understand each other. They have an understanding relationship. So do you ask, is that what you think? We have an understanding relationship. Yeah, like friends. Like two friends. Like you could look at some people. Let's just say I look at... uh, Let's say I look at Gucci Mane and Keisha K.O. I might be like, they have a, they have a uh, business-minded relationship. Mm-hmm. That's how, like, that's just a thing, like a description of how I would look at them. But you wouldn't look at a relationship and be like, one person's happy. That's not a description of the relationship. I mean, I just think we are both so similar. I'm, I get that, it. I, but I don't understand. Like, I, okay, so if if I was. If I was looking at some, if I was out on the outside looking in at uh-huh. someone else, I would say that <laughs> those two are perfect for each other because they're like they're the same. You know what's what's interesting though? Why? Why? And, I, uh, and what I've heard, like family members even tell me, and I and I agree. Like it's like. Sh- Tehran and Cher it's exactly alike well it's the thing I don't think that we give people a lot I don't think anybody will be able to describe us mm-hmm. because they don't see how we is when it's just us and I'm not like a public person really with anything Me for either. real so it's like the way we is in the house versus the way we is with other people they might look some people might look at us and be like they're kind of weird with each other yeah. like they but it's just because uh, neither one mm-hmm. of us really be too comfortable like that mm-hmm. when we in public so it's my like my sister said that she was like do y'all talk and exactly like, and we talk more person than, I talk we to. talk like, more yes. than any but we probably right. talk more than other people in other relationships mm-hmm. like if you look at our relationship you wouldn't a lot of people probably wouldn't be like that's relationship goals mm-hmm. but really we have like conversations like people have yeah we, talk, we have yeah. so many things that we could talk about on a podcast but we talked about it already mm-hmm. so we can't even i don't want to like talk hours. about it again yeah. we talk about stuff for hours anything you could think of mm-hmm. hours and hours like and best, hours worth the of conversations. Best conversations like if we could record our conversations which we would never do that because we don't give a lot we don't give certain things we both are pretty uh selective about what <clears throat> we share but um I think I think it would be a really good podcast. I mean, it would be real good entertainment, but we just, we, you know, we just like that. Like I told you, my sister, she literally, when she would come and spend a night and, you know, chill with us when she was younger, she would be like, do you guys even talk? And I'd be like, yeah. We yeah, because I don't really like, be talking around people like that. And that's <laughs> the thing. Like, but I'd be like, we talk, and, but my family thinks the same thing. Like, I don't talk. And I'm like, no, I do talk. I just really talk to Tehran. That's what I talk to. But I've never been like a talker. Uh, you know, the family doesn't know that. Like people, a lot of people don't know that. So, yeah, we talk about everything, and mm-hmm. we talk uh, like especially when we both had uh, when we had a long commute. Mm-hmm. Then we had way more time on the phone. We was talking on mm-hmm. the phone every day after work, if three hours really, pretty yeah, like yeah, two three hours on the phone every day. That's before we even got home, and then we talking at the crib. Mm-hmm. Which, and now we still do it. Now that you at home, I get off work and we on the phone pretty much. Oh, about an hour and a half. Probably. Only that. But then we come home and we still be talking because mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, anyway. We and we've been doing that. you walk in the door and we still going. Like, and you we've been doing that since 2011 because when you was getting out the Navy, every, yeah, I was every in, day. I was getting off of work every day at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We was, we would be talking every day mm-hmm. for hours. So, and that's how we met. Like literally the day up with the day we, we, Got met, talk for like, like five, five six, six hours, hours straight. Yeah, 
And when we would, you know, when I would leave, when I left, we would talk a lot, you know, on the phone and stuff until that kind of fell apart. But, like, we talked a lot, like... Yeah, never. We never thing. had no problem talking to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. We might not always like the stuff we say to each other, mm-hmm. but we definitely always was talking yeah. and and <laughs> to each other. So a lot of people don't even. It's like how it's like we are the way I am with the podcast. Mm-hmm. If I talk about it, I don't want to talk about it again. So me and you talked about this stuff. We don't care mm-hmm. to tell nobody yeah, else because we, we, we already talked about it. Like I don't need to tell nobody else. I already said it, mm-hmm. like to you. And then so, we like we watch. We kind of like we. We like different stuff, but we like a lot of the same things. Like, you know, we both like a lot of, like, podcasts and a lot of um, interviews and, like, little things like that. And we talk about it like, hey, did you hear this? you hear this? And we'll talk about that for, like, an hour and a half, you know, until Yeah, because it's like uh, not only just the random stuff that come up in our head, but Mm -hmm. then we get to talk about all the content we consume. Mm -hmm. Because you might watch something and then be like, did you see this? And I'm like, nah, I'm about to go watch it now. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa, or listen to it now, whatever. And that's then not even just just yeah. talking about the thing. It right. sparked another conversation about something, something else. Something else, yeah. And we um that's that's one and thing then that I would, we didn't even like get like the parenting. I think that um the way we are both in a um the way we both are within our family unit. Like I mean, your family and the way I am with my family. Um, it's kind of, I feel like it's a little similar. I think, I mean, obviously I'm a, a little more outspoken than you are, but, um, I, I always appreciated. I would say a little bit more friendly. I'm a little I'm more outspoken. Friendly. Right. Okay. If I need I'm not to speak. outspoken. Yeah. I'm not outspoken. When I need to speak, I'm, I'm speaking. I won't, a lot of times I won't like, I don't really stand up for myself you're friendlier than i am and you're I not even friendly. considered friendly i'm not nobody would consider people you would friendly. never say that people would say like i'm not friendly but, but me I'm, I'm i think I'm, i just got um your family is i kind of just fell right into to it and i was like oh you know we are they just seem really similar to like what i grew up around so it was real comfortable anyway but um i think that we both as far as like i i really i liked you and what made me like really like you was like you wasn't like saying stuff like you know a lot of the guys were saying things like they don't want to have kids they don't really want to do that they don't really want to be married and i've always wanted that life you know marriage kids you know all that kind of stuff so when i saw that that you were that way and then you used to like show me a picture like journey at your cousin Uh and um you would say stuff like that's your child and stuff and i'm like okay so whatever but i would just think okay so he you know it seemed like he was a family oriented person like it just seemed that way so i was like okay this is somebody who is is going to be like me as far as wanting a family i wasn't like the young person saying like oh i don't want no family like i was never like that so i i enjoyed that and it's it it worked out because i mean you know as far as parenting goes i mean i think we both I think we both appreciate that about each other, um, the way we parent. So, and the commitment we have to our families, our mm-hmm. family. Yeah, man. So, uh, anybody wondering why maybe their relationship is rocky at the foundation? See, <laughs> our relationship 
be rocky on the like tippy surface rocky, stuff. Rocky, rocky. Rocky on the surface stuff though, like at the foundation. What you mean tippy? Like uh, dumb stuff. Like 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 little arguments. Dumb stuff that don't even mean nothing. We just both be bored really proudly and, and just start up. going. But we blow up like for hour about thing. nothing though. But mm-hmm. but the thing is though, the foundation is what. It's very, very, very strong. A lot of people is built up on crumbling foundations. Like mm-hmm. our foundation, which will be love mm-hmm. and our principles and morals and family mm-hmm. values, mm-hmm. they not they never really shake or waver or nothing mm-hmm. like that. It'd be the dumb stuff. Grounded. Like we we pretty like practical and that's another thing. I could never be with somebody who wasn't like um as like practical as I am as far as like I, I don't like a lot of like ri- people who do a lot. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? Like I don't like mm-hmm. a lot of like risky things. I don't like a lot of thing. I like for things to be normal. Like I want to be able to come home, comfort. I just I'm really big on comfort, and you have always provided that sense of like safeness. Like I know the bills gonna be paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like on time, always. I know everything is gonna be like solid and comfortable for me like just mm-hmm. really comfortable so that that itself has been um that's something that i always i always appreciated about you stability right on man and that that really leads us right into our uh next like convo and there, this is good article about the nuclear family being a mistake Okay, and I don't think they really mean that the nuclear family was a mistake. That's just like a headline from the Atlantic article, um, the Atlantic, which is a, a online publication or I guess a magazine. They they wrote this article about how the nuclear family pretty much ruined the American family structure mm-hmm. in you know just how how we dealt with our extended families. And I didn't get to read the whole thing. Did you? You read enough to explain what was being said um, in there? Yeah. Okay. So it it was saying that um, basically the way now now actually it was saying two generations ago basically mm-hmm. um, things kind of changed as far as like uh, extended families and um, like kind of the support that the extended family could provide um, kind of changed a lot based on people um, taking jobs in other cities or moving out of cities and also creating like um families when it, you know how we talk about families that you create like with your friends and things like that um so they they talked about how that changed um how that changed with the extended families and stuff so they made they did examples like um you know what thanksgiving dinner looks like uh the past two generations um as opposed to what they did look like before which i don't even think that was like that two generations ago it was but you said that they said black people kept it right right our communities were still together right so i was getting to that um so basically it was just saying that they're just so that the the families have been breaking that broken down to pretty much just you know the the mom dad and the kids basically so a lot of times like you know we're not we're not spending as much time with our cousins, our first, second, third cousins, and uncles and aunts on Christmas and Thanksgiving and holidays. Um, certain things that uh, which was a plus about like the kids. Not, I mean, not having to pay all this money for like high childcare, 
and stuff like that, you know, because there would be somebody who who wasn't working or your grandparents or something that would be able to like watch the kids and um which I think that has a lot to do with like these new school zoning laws and stuff like that too because at one point you could just pick an address, you could have an address and you know your kids could actually like um use that address and nobody was like going to jail for it or like going crazy about it. And you know the kids could get off the bus and the grandma could be there for them, you know what I'm saying and and watch the kids so nobody was having to pay for all this childcare, this, you know, summer camps and all kind of other stuff. But um yeah, they just brought that up, but they did mention that um because I was thinking it couldn't have been two generations ago because I, you know, I know us and a lot of other families that I, you know, grew up around. They they were all pretty still close as far as like holidays coming around and being with your grand, you know, one going one place to eat dinner. Um for like certain things, but it did say that African Americans um were like the last um and there, it's changing now, but they were the last group of people to actually um break away from the extended families. So that would be like I think they said it started in like 2008 basically with the the um people having less kids. So it was like two and a half kids before. Now I think it's like one kid and then that was in 2008. And it was just other little things that they said that people were doing. Um so basically I think that's like starting with us as far as breaking away from our generation. Right, our generation. Yeah. Um we are what Gen Z? Are we Gen Z? Um No, we're not Gen Z. We're no, just millennial. Millennials is why I think. Why? Okay. Z is the kids now, the young okay. ones now. So yeah, Gen Gen Y um basically it just said it started in we might be gen x i don't know no, we millennials though your we dad and them is gen x oh, okay well yeah, we our, gen our y parents then. are gen x but um uh, but yeah so that was that was the gist of it i mean it was a it's a long article i'm sure you got a better um breakdown of the article i didn't read it all i just said it oh. so <laughs> the uh when i when i sent shade a link i didn't realize it was such a long article i was at work and i've Tried to read. I read like the top half of it, but um, I didn't read the rest long. of it. However, however, uh, I agree with them. What they were saying was the breakdown in the uh, uh, traditional family mm-hmm. is only hurting the kids. Yep. Or not only, but it mainly hurts it the says children. It helps. It makes it adult friendly. Yes, yeah, adult friendly, but it ma- it hurts j- the children. Right. And you know, us as adults, we know all our family. We grew up around them all. Yeah. It's the kids who don't really know these. These people look very strange to them. Mm-hmm. And you want to go around them just just during certain holidays, they're strangers. They don't know them. Mm-hmm. And they don't really feel like they can reach out to these people. Like back in the day, with us growing up with these big families, we could connect the people mm-hmm. that like, let's say your mom and your dad, nah, they not really like me like that. Let me find some other family member. You could find an uncle or maybe cousins, even a, a cousin like that's technically a distant cousin. But y'all closer than Mm -hmm. anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's because you connect with them more. You got more options to choose from. These kids now, they really only have like four people to connect with Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And it's the people that they live with. I mean, People they live with, maybe a grandparent. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe one or two uncles or aunts. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But not really a lot of people. You're not really connecting. Like I was playing with cousins where you'd be like, oh, who is he related to? I don't even know. But that's my cousin. cousin. We play every day. 
that's how it was back in the day. So, yeah, I think black people definitely was... Because we was the last ones to move to the suburbs, though. Mm-hmm. That's why. I mean, because it was a squad of us. Like, we was... Like, it was so many of us. Like, they talk about around. the main reason that the, that the nuclear family took over and extended family kind of fell back was because people moved away. Mm-hmm. And mainly, it was the suburbs. Like, mm-hmm. so what they say is that this mainly was the rich or the well-off people getting away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and and just making it so that we can thrive in our suburban neighborhoods and our suburban communities. We can we get we can, space we can live and, good out here. You know. And now you you concentrate poverty when you do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it might have been you might have had a doctor live next door to a heroin addict. Now he might have been a mechanic still, but he might have still been a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. So you might you had everybody in one neighborhood where people grew up down the street from these different things. Mm-hmm. Now you and now you got people in the hood and they don't know somebody that's doing the job that I do now. They like I don't I don't know none of those type of people so I can't connect to that. Only thing I know is sports, because we didn't all moved out to the suburbs and concentrated that poverty like that. And that's what a lot of these a lot of these inner city started to really fall up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a lot easier to put crack and and a lot of mis- guns in in a neighborhood when you don't have really any uh higher level intelligence not i ain't gonna say that when you don't have anybody to help balance out <clears throat> what's going on it's pretty much just like when we grew up where we grew up everybody was poor mm-hmm. meaning and that, that what that leads to is everybody damn near is willing to do things that are below board for money mm-hmm. it's very unlikely if you have a large group of poor people and they all live on top of each other that people are not gonna start getting hurt and robbed Mm-hmm. But if you had some of the doctors still lived there, if you had, you know, we might have been able to help each other out or they might have been able to help us out mm-hmm. or give us different options or maybe like, OK, you poor now, but let's get you an internship that like stuff like that can help you out. You know, you might be somebody who owns a insurance firm or something. I don't know. You might be an insurance salesman. Anything. If if us suburban black people especially would have stayed in certain ghettos. Mm-hmm. All of that, all of that, all, a lot of those people that supported the crime bill in 94 was people who didn't live in the city no more. It was people who had a little bit of money, made it out, and got away from mm-hmm. black people. A lot of the poor black people. Those was mainly the people that was supporting the crime bill. And moving away from your people makes you think like that. So that's why they say, like, the kids get hurt. Because who, who the police going to mess with first? They're going to mess with young people first because the young people are the ones that like to hang out. Mm-hmm. They like to do stuff like that. Who's going to have dysfunctional families more? I mean, who's going to who's going to be more affected by a dysfunctional family? The adult, they still can do what they want to do. The mm-hmm. kid is the one to have to grow up like that. Right? So, moving to the suburbs is the main culprit in causing this thing right here. And like I said, black people, like you were saying, black people was the last ones affected by it because we were the last ones to leave the city. Mm-hmm. Like, gr- when we was growing up, inner city meant black. Yeah. When they used to be like inner city kids, like that just yeah. meant black, I mean, like they use urban black. now, yeah, like, like inner city used to be a thing where it's like mm-hmm. inner city meant poor and black back then. Mm-hmm. I remember they started that, that, um, that program that I went to high school. They pretty much like I, it might have been in the requirements for the to get in. Mm-hmm. It was like inner city. Yeah, every school like, I went to, inner city was it was the the that meant black, black back then. That's, that's what it meant. Even when they talk about the, the inner city youth are having problems, they was talking about black kids. Mm-hmm. That's what that used to mean. That was the nineties, right? They might have been using the eighties too, but that's what that meant. Like we was in the city. We've been in the city all our lives, like mm-hmm. for the most part, and that's what we knew. 
And the families were still together because everybody kind of lived around each other. Mm -hmm. So you had like even random days, you might be around your distant cousins. It didn't have to just be a holiday. Yeah, that's that's, you was growing up around your people. Even like we could live different places, but I remember like walking home with a group of cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like walking to this house and then going to this house, and like on every block there might there's a, a person that you know was family or like somewhere that you would know. So. I think the worst part about it to me is though the worst two things about it to me is, um, you know, our kids getting those bonds, the bond like the that bond with those cousins and stuff like that, and they're going to school, they're going to school by themselves, mm-hmm. they're not really like or like for a long time. I mean, we just had another baby. Our our child's six years old, so she would have been like if we didn't, you know, we we were we wanted another baby anyway. But I'm just saying, like, think about how long our child was gonna have to go to school. She done went to school by herself, like, you know. And a lot of people, kids are like that. They kids is nine, ten years old, and they don't have no cousins in that um at that school or anything. Maybe not even in that city. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Not even in that city, because I mean, our kids, it, it ain't nobody in the in in our city that you know, um, our family, like, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's really you know rough for them because they they're not gonna have that bond that we had, and also they're not gonna when it comes to like you know if something happens you know as far as daycare or you know somebody getting sick they can't go to like that that one place you know like grandma's house or what you know what I mean they can but it's not like that for a lot of people where they could just go there and. Mm-hmm like that so yeah so man shout out to the people that still live around their fam and their fam get to see the kids and the kids get to be around not just for holidays but the fam get to be around mm-hmm. the extended family just randomly you know like we come from the era really where you you and your cousins could be closer than you and your siblings mm-hmm. that was a regular thing back then like i yes, know all kind thing, of people who yeah. who are grown now their best friend is their cousin mm-hmm. a lot of people i know a lot of people like that mm-hmm Best friend is their cousin, straight like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just because, like I said, when you in a, when you by yourself in your house, people in your house might not connect with you like that. Mm-hmm. But somebody else, you know, one of your cousins or your uncles or something like that, they might be mm-hmm. a better fit for your personality. <laughs> y'all, y'all birthdays might be close to each other, so y'all might have been celebrating around the same time mm-hmm. or whatever. Y'all might just like the same stuff. And then if you're the same age as them, like, you know, you, you're going to, like, do little things with them out and, you know. Yeah, y'all go skating together. Skating, y'all might be. Go to little teen clubs together. Whatever. And, or, or y'all play football together. Or y'all go to football games. Y'all might go dances, parties together. Yeah. Anything. Because y'all the same age. You got, you got that age. partner. You know what I mean? You got yeah. that person. And, it's, and it, it ain't even about, like, um, having somebody that really just, you know, anything, like, anything happened to fight or anything. It's really, like, you just have that somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like It's a bond. It's, it's a bond. You got a close Whereas, bond with somebody. Yeah. That you related to. You don't have to go just randomly looking for people. You got somebody in your family that is your closest friend. Mm -hmm. You know, and we definitely grew up like that. You know, that was a lot of people, you know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, y'all let us know what y'all think about that. And like I said, shout out to the people that still. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. Well, it did say that um, it's getting people are going back to um, that experience. You know, spending more time with their extended families, they said, where they see um, more people are, are buying, are buying like multi, um, multi, what's it called? Like, 
you know, like duplexes and stuff like that. They're seeing a lot of people are wanting or preferring like in-law suites because parents are moving back in and they're, you know, enjoying that. So I, they, they said things have been getting to a point where people are trying to get back. Um, but I think it's, I pretty much think it's over for that, but I, I don't know. I think there's a divide. There's some black people that's very still like mm-hmm. that. And then there's some that's completely detached. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's like... But I think the issue is not even that no more. I think the issue was people not having kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a way bigger issue in 20 years. I think, so I many think people are not having kids at all. Not saying that y'all are not the problem, the ones that's not having kids. I'm just mm-hmm. saying when you look at the society, just the totality of society... That has never been how black people have been at any time in history. It's never been a time where black people was like, yeah, I'm wait till I'm 35 to have my first kid. That's never been a thing and has never been a thing where you have massive amounts of young black people not having kids. Well, I know they made like te- like they about- made like teen pregnancies like, oh, this is a bad thing. But this is how we sustained our population for through all of these genocides and destructions and our Holocaust and slavery and all of that. Mm-hmm. We've been sustaining because we have children. I think a lot of people, which is, that's their prerogative, are more career first now, or they're more like lifestyle first now. And it it gives personal comfort, but the overall black society is losing out on people. Yeah, but when you think about the what this article is saying is saying like a lot of people are hesitant with like having children because they're not close to like, uh, you know, an aunt or a grandparent that might be able to watch the kids while they work. Um, they, they, so they got to worry but I have about my own theory about that. You believe that that's the reason I do. I, I don't think, think that's the I reason. I think there's so much like, wh- okay, so I'm gonna go to work and who's gonna watch my kids. I don't think like, that's the reason. That's a thing. Like, that was a thing 20 years ago and people didn't, and you know how much that, that money, didn't keep people we, from, we that. know how much money daycare is, but it's that ridiculous. didn't keep people so, from having kids ever. Right, but I'm just saying, like, how many of us was really, like, chilling with our grandparents, like, during that time? I was. I mean, that's what we were doing, like, just exactly. before. Right. And I didn't saying. live in the same city as the grandparent I was okay. chilling with. All right. But this is what, what I'm saying is, if you you agree and with that theory, I, I'll I, say I my theory. You agree with that? And then I'm saying, too, another thing, like, the way people are getting together, like, we are, um, we got a little lucky. I mean, we both were in the military. We from way two, you know, two different places. Both were in the military, so and then we just lucked up to to move, you know, where um, one side of my family is from, and then your family actually moved all, you know, a lot of your immediate family moved down here. But a lot of people, you know, in our situation that that you know was in the military and then they're like in a place where it's just them and their kids. But most people are still never went to the military, still where well, they no, grew okay. up. At. I'm just saying, like most people even, are still where they grew I'm saying, up. Even if you go to college, both of y'all went to college. Y'all from somewhere else, like it's. Still- but most people don't go to college. We talking about the majority of people. Okay. A lot of the college ones is the ones that's not having kids. Okay. But I'll tell you my theory. You said you Go agree ahead. with that. People ain't having kids because they don't have childcare or they worried about it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of black people not having kids. First of all, I think white people having kids at the rate that they always been and they always been having issues with it. <coughs> I th- I'm talking about black people right now. I think our generation is the one doing this. They're not having kids because of the trauma of 30 years ago. That crack era that we grew up in was spooky. I think a lot of people are afraid to have kids because of what they experienced as a kid. Maybe. I think that's the reason. I think so many people are just completely turned off of of that life at all. Because some of the stuff that, that we grew up seeing parents do has never been done in history. With, with, <laughs> for real. 
has there's no other time when people was living like that. <laughs> Dead serious. Like you could see other people's parents doing stuff to them. Mm-hmm. You can see other people's parents doing stuff just in the street. Not mm-hmm. saying that drug addicts haven't always been, but crack was different. Mm-hmm. It was just totally different. I think a lot of people, especially with the freedom that people have today, because, you know, a lot of people grew up seeing the heroin stuff, but they didn't have the freedom mm-hmm. to be themselves and express themselves. So they pretty much just had to stick to tradition. Mm-hmm. Our generation don't have to stick to no tradition. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want now. But, and they're changing. They're, I think our generation might be the first people to be like as far as like some of the little little things that might be like kind of petty uh like where as far as you know you go to you go to everybody go to grandma's house or whatever and you got a little drama going on and stuff like that where like your uncle might say something get drunk and he piss you off or you know little things like that where we would just deal with it before like it'll be like always something going on but now our generation is like the the generation that's like, man, I ain't doing that. I don't have to do that. Like I don't. Right. Have There's to more go. freedom now right. than ever before. I don't have People. To deal with nobody first of all, crazy. Back in the know? day, somebody might get pregnant because their family keep on pressuring them, and they like, uh, let me let me or not say get pregnant, but they might keep a child that they probably mm-hmm. ain't prepared for, or they might not be on birth control, irresponsible, whatever like that. Nowadays, women are like, no. I'm career, bro. I'm not having no kid. I'm having a career. I won't have a kid before 35, and I need to be making this much money before I ever think about having a kid. And it's mostly black women because black women are the ones leading the charge, and they're the ones that was left in the streets Mm -hmm. 30 years ago when all the men was was going other places, death or jail. And and I feel like that level of trauma is making them say, no, we not even. It's almost like. I didn't have a lot of men are saying they don't want children either. It's a lot of those. But they grew up the same way. They grew up without. So they like, it's almost like I didn't have a family and, or not that I didn't have a family, but I didn't have a good family. I didn't have the family. So I'm not even focused on family. I'm focused on money Mm -hmm. because to me, like, you know, that, that subconscious trauma thing Mm -hmm. to me, my biggest issue was I was poor. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to do whatever I got to do to not be poor. I don't even want to be close to poor. Mm -hmm. And actually, not only do I not want to be poor. I want a vacation every yeah, six yeah, months. Right. <laughs> every six it's, months, I need to be able to afford to go on a vacation and not care about leaving nobody behind. See, That's I, how they live in, man. I think, the, I think, and I, I will say this. I think your thing is like a lot of like the men struggle. I think for the women, as far because we've seen a lot of women, I think the people who started the mental health, like being serious about the mental health, uh, this whole thing has been like black women right well i'm not i'm well, saying no. i see women vacationing way more well, than no, men. no no, i'm not saying that i'm saying like when you said the worst thing you said was like being poor that's how you felt right that was the worst I'm talking thing that about was going on mostly women though women no. are doing better financially than men i get it but i was saying like i felt like for men maybe they would feel like the worst thing was being poor i think the for women the way the reason why they would get away from their family or even if they let's just say they'd have kids and they just say, okay, you know, I'm going to just go, I'm going to go and I'm from, you know, like I'm from Charleston. I'm going to go move to Hanahan. Like that's like 30 minutes away because they'll say things like now, you know what? My mental health is the best. Is the, that's true. Is the thing but because, women are putting their careers before well, yeah, everything. I get you, but I'm, I'm just talking saying, about money like that. Right. But I'm just saying why you could move away a little bit from the family, like not even move away to where you're not even talking to your family on the phone as much. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's like, different. Be, yeah, that's right. That's it true. used to be like, well, our moms and our aunts will be on the phone all the time. Like I remember that, that like my aunt and her cousins, they would just be on the phone, chit chatting, chilling, like talking. And, you know, I could be close to 
some of my cousins, my sisters, I don't talk on the phone with them all day because we just, you know, we don't, if we don't see eye to eye on something, not that we don't get along or anything, but we, we just don't, we're, we're different ages and everything. I'm not going to talk to them every day. So I'm just saying, it seems like, for, like our main thing is like, if it doesn't make me feel a way, like if I don't, if I'm not going to this house and this, this, my uncle keep getting drunk and just going, it's like saying stupid stuff and it's like a fight or something in the house or arguing or whatever. I'm just going to not go around. I'm not coming around like that no more. So I'm yeah. saying, I think that's a big deal. Like as far as what we just did, we just started seeing stuff that we all our life, like we just don't like it. But that's what I'm saying. Right. The traumas make. I'm talk. I'm not talking about associating oh. with other family. I'm talking about not having kids because oh, okay. you can move well, away and have your own not kids. Having family. That's They're what, not I mean, having children family. either. They're not going to find a mentally healthy man to have kids with. Mm. They don't want kids at all mm. until they hit a certain age and a certain career goal. Like mm. people are completely closed to it until they deep into their thirties or even to the point where it's like, okay, I'm at that age where it's hard to have kids now. That was never a thing for black people. Now look how many people are in that situation where they where they getting up into the and I think it's because of fear. And I'm not even just blaming people. I'm just saying that that's my theory behind it, because I don't even think it's just one area. I don't think it's just certain parts of the south. I don't think it's certain parts of the north. I think it's people all I think it's black people all over the country doing this. They're saying I'm not having kids right now. I know. Man, listen, when when we was when we was younger. Almost every person that we knew that was in their early 20s had a kid. Hmm. Almost. I don't know none that didn't, actually. Let's just put it like that. I mean, that. We, I think we we were, we were had a child early. I'm, no, we I'm were, talking about when we was little Well, kids, no, I'm though. just saying. I'm saying even with us, like we had a child early. And but even, that's not early to me when I grew up. Right. That's, but 22 what ain't is, early. But what I'm saying is, and our parents in that generation was having kids way earlier than we were. But this that's is what, what I was saying. trying we to say. We were young like, still. Like they was having kids and it was like multiple kids. Right. Early 20s. A lot of them yeah. had kids in high school. Right. Yeah. Now that we adults. You know how many 30 plus year old people I know with no kids? How I mean, many 20, we 23 with a kid? I was how many 25 kid, and up people I know with young. with no kids? Like that is totally different. Like th this ain't even like a big shift maybe not for other groups, for black people, that is completely different than anything we have ever done. Like, it just don't even fit. Things are way more expensive now, too. Whether they're way more People make way more money also. Mm. Like, like people know. like to compare minimum wage. We're not just talking about minimum wage. Right. I think you... I'm not insulated because I can look at other people's data, too. Like, I, I hear people saying, yeah, I'm, I, ain't, I can't work nowhere if I ain't making under $15 an hour. $15 an hour? Ain't you won't work for under $15 an hour? Fifteen because an hour ain't gonna get you what you need. Like ain't what I'm saying is people are saying they won't work. When we was growing up, yeah, things was cheaper, but people Way was working you can, and you people were saying I'll work. An hour people wasn't turning down in most cities. People wasn't turning down work like nah, I can't work for that was not a thing. Okay. People got so good. They living so good right now that they saying, I'm not even, don't even come at me. with no. you can't live yes, you in can. certain cities, in big cities. $15 like, an hour is 30000 a year. You, you can live better Atlanta, off that can. than you can off of any. Uh, in Atlanta. I'm saying yes, in, you in, can, little, in, in bigger cities. I got approved for this house making fifteen less than $15 an hour. Yes, you can. 
No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay. But I was working at Roper. I got approved for this house. My okay. my salary was thirty thousand. Okay. What do you mean? Yes, I did. You can live. I don't know what people was out here. People are living better and they detaching themselves from everything. I think it's because of fear. Now, maybe it's definitely because of we much more mental health conscious now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely because people got financial goals and it's definitely because of vacationing and people saying, I don't want to be attached to no responsibility. That's a child when I, I can't get up and go where I want to go when I want to go. I mean, that makes sense. Huh? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just saying that that was that's a thing that's going to drastically affect the black community over the next 20 years because we don't have we're not having kids enough and even people with kids like us we about to be 30 and only got two i mean and we married like i said we were we were 20 i was 23 when i had my first to me that's not young that's that's not that's not old at all but um that's not young it is young to me but because i mean you young in in the grand scheme i'm talking about in the in the history of people having children the majority of my 20s i've I've had a a, a child so but when i think about the history of black people having kids 23 was like you had your first kid at 23 like to me that's that's a new thing that's a new thing for that to be old or young i mean but we talked about that for too long man let's go on to the next thing now we have been watching a lot of stuff over the last long period of time so i just wanted to talk about some of the good stuff that we've watched Mm -hmm. and what what we watched and what we want to watch and all these type of things and and Mm -hmm. sorry y'all we talked about like relationships family for so that was a whole hour of change of that i mean some people don't want to hear that for no hour well turn it on turn what off never mind go ahead anyway shows Mm-hmm. Shows. And one of the bigger shows just ended. Now, Power. <clears throat> yes. Power just did six and a half seasons. And they are saying that they're six done. Six and a half seasons. They did six and then they did five extra episodes. So it was just, it was just, a, that was just a part of the six seasons. Okay. You call it what you want. I'm oh, saying six and a half. But anyway, they have some spinoffs, but we'll just, you know, they have other books, what they're calling, like book two and, and on. But I'll just say they just did a series finale because right. that was book one. Ghost book one was is over. So, or no, two is Ghost, actually. So the first book is done now. How did you feel about the first? Like overall, just overall. Don't think about the, the just the end, but just overall. I mean, overall, one through I six, enjoyed the show. You, I enjoyed it. I was, I, I was entertained. I was always entertained. Uh, whether or not stuff has been, you know, a little uh, fantastical, or whatever, I don't, I don't really care. I, I, I enjoyed it. I watched, I, I started watching Power really early, um, and yeah, I, I've always, I've been entertained. I mean, I think yeah. it was a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, I so, thought it was overall a good show. I mean, it's definitely being talked about for a reason. A lot of people try to shit on Power. It doesn't make sense. Power is being talked about because people like it. Mm-hmm. That means it's a good people show. People are watching. People you don't are have invested. it. Don't have to be the best show ever to be a good show. People is like it's either good or trash. No, it's a good show. People watching it flat out. So, so I got a question. So those those spinoffs are they all going to be coming on at the same time? Or are we going to get one? And I then doubt the it. Other? I just like, think book two is coming. Oh, but book they two is coming like next. All of the next. They gave yes. It gave us a clip. See what I so don't that's know what I'm is saying. how long is that going to be? A, I don't you know? know. I don't know. 
I, I wouldn't imagine it. If, if they put it all on at the same time, then I wouldn't imagine that these are all different spinoffs. This is just one spinoff. But I don't think... I think the See, one with Tariq in college is coming next. Okay. That's and Tasha what, has one, right? Or And then... and then It's like four Tommy more. Tommy has one and Tate has one. But I'm saying it would make sense if it would be... Because I don't think that they're going to make us watch a whole season of one and then come like the next year with another because why would they show us them trailers like you know for all four of them but maybe just an intro like to let us know these people this is okay. what's going on i don't know but i know that i'm pretty sure they said book two is coming in, in summer next year yeah, summer okay. 20 i think summer this year yeah. i don't know but either way though yeah they got the joints coming i'm gonna watch them you know support i think i think 50 is is doing monumental things right now with yeah. stars coming out the rap game he's a hustler he's a he's a hustler baby um <laughs> so yeah we, we both like power now what what's some other joints that you like that we watching right now um, or have watched? We watched okay so we watched let's see what we didn't even talk about because we watched a lot of stuff we watched you you was good. You on Netflix, yep. We watched that. We watched Dead to Me. That was a while ago, but we watched that. We never talked about it. Uh, we watched A Typical. We didn't talk about that. Atypical. I thought that these, was, these are Netflix shows. These are all Netflix shows. Um, we started watching The Godfather of Harlem. We mm. didn't really... I don't know if you was feeling that like that. We didn't mm. finish On it. Epics. On Epics. Um, we started watching the Wu Tang show. That what we didn't we Hulu. weren't really on Hulu. We didn't really um, mm. vibe with that too much. Um, what did we what did we just watch? Oh, we just watched Good Girls. Mm-hmm. We watched some good show on a, Netflix. Yeah, some stuff we watched. Um, we watched. We didn't. We talked about Greenleaf. We talked about Queen Sugar. Um, so yeah, I mean, we watched some of the and, and also uh, the last OG. We watched that. Yeah, talked about that. Yeah. So what? What you got there? What you? Uh, I watched Living with Yourself. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. It's on Netflix. I watched The Feed. The Feed is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I think The Feed is is Amazon's final. Uh, uh, it's their best attempt to to compete with Netflix's Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. The feed was a good show. It's not as good as Black Mirror, but it's a good show though, and it's not really the same as Black Mirror. But this is. I could tell it's their attempt, though. It's a foreign show. Uh, but the feed is all right, though, man. Check that out. I, I re- recommend, though, watch Living With Yourself. I feel like men men would probably like that more. It's, y'all should check that out. What I want to see, I want to watch that Lock and Key show on Netflix, though. That That's too. Stephen King's son done did that. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really look at the trailer too heavy but it just looked interesting though mm-hmm. so how do you i mean huh? how do you know it looks interesting you didn't look at it looked interesting the the description oh okay um yeah we can watch that I, i'm gonna try that too we started watching who killed malcolm x we watched three episodes yesterday yeah. three three how many is it total you know it's six i think okay we got um to, to watch that and a lot of the stuff i knew already so but some details i didn't know yeah, so it's pretty either. interesting the I, I'm not sure why the the narrator guy is thinking like, "Hey, we need to reopen this case." I don't for what, but whatever. Uh, what else I got on here? And then Narcos, the new Narcos season is is coming. Come, uh, it's out today. Okay, so it's Thursday. out. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to debate? Debate what? 
Narco is the best drug show ever. Absolutely not. Yes, it is. Absolutely it's not. It's the best. No, it's not. It's the best. Well, okay, drug show, because I mean, the people saying The Wire is a police show, but I'm saying The Wire is a drug show, and I'm saying The Wire is the best show. The Wire is both, right. but it's not so better than Narcos, and I yeah, love The Wire. Yes, no, it's it not. No, it's not. Let's talk about it. What about it? Because this is the thing about Come it. On. This is the this is what bugs me the most about the people who are because I love the wire, but I'm not a hardcore fan. Why I just don't think nothing wire, else is better? Everything. The wire. This is, is the, the thing about the wire. The wire has five seasons, and people don't like two of them. I, they didn't say two. They yes, don't it like, is two. They, season like two and season, season two. five. Some people like people like the dogs. No, I'm not people saying like people don't. I'm saying there are a lot hang. of people who don't like season two and don't like season five. Right, but people like the dogs, and also it was Shit. still season two. Listen, season two was still with uh, Avon. So what and if there was that no, was still a that, story? I'm not that saying it wasn't. I said there are so many people who don't like those seasons. You can't have these seasons that people just hate. And then still be the best show ever. This is like Game of Thrones. It is the best People show telling ever. me, yo, Game of Thrones is the best show ever, but the first mm -mm. four seasons is slow. I'm not watching no show with the first four seasons slow. That's a trash show. That's those numbers are terrible. It's eight seasons. People well, hate the I last season. I watched the last Narcos, and I wasn't. I wasn't that impressed. I mean, maybe I you wasn't impressed, but it's the best show ever. That was the one with uh, what the Cali Cartel. What was the last one? It was in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, I didn't. No, Mexico was this season, right? This is the second Mexico season. Okay, I didn't. I didn't like it. Maybe didn't you didn't like, like it. I'm just saying that just because you after didn't like, Pablo, but you also at the, at the Colombia. See, I you changing like your like tune that. now because before you used to say I don't really like the second season of Wire. Now it's oh no, it's great. People I love said, it. But it's still. I'm saying it's still like was a good. It's, it's still okay, because like, you definitely said that you didn't. You said this is the only season I don't like. Now you saying it's good. I really don't like the 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 uh, fourth one. I mean the, the fifth, fifth one, the, the newspaper fifth, season. Right, the fifth. But, but this is what I'm saying. But it don't it's matter. only five Listen, seasons though. If matter. a whole season is bad, come on. You if out of five, a whole joint is bad. Like come on now. This is what I say about people talking to me about this care. Game of Thrones shit. I don't care. I watch. I go back and I watch The Wire every year. Lucy. At a certain time, Narcos and I find something flawless. new. Is this this was like flawless writing? What is I'm the wire? Flawless How? writing. I mean, all the like it's a great show. Everything about it is amazing. I'm saying that there are the whole stories was amazing. There are entire seasons people don't like. Okay. No, like the not, whole. It's just slower. No, slower. people. That's not what people be like. I don't like. I don't even watch that one. I skipped that one. Not me. Maybe not. I'm just saying what you was saying was that you didn't like the season. Now you're saying you like it. Okay, cool. I love The Wire. I'm not saying you don't love The Wire. I'm saying what you were saying about it. Narcos don't have no, no dry so spots, no slow narcos. spots. And it's true. So? It's true. And it's not a bite of nothing. People say that The Wire come from the corner. The corner that was a spinoff. I not I said people say that it comes from that. Okay. It's a spinoff. It's well, How was it a spinoff? It was a spinoff. Because Omar was in the first one. What are you talking about? Bubbles was in the first Just because the these same actors. A lot of they the Wire the actors is in other stuff. Okay, they had the same names. That's so what I'm saying. What? It was Omar and his old Omar's brother who got... Uh, I hear... If it's just a spinoff... What's spin -off, his name? It's, no If it's just a spinoff, why do people say that The Corner was better than The Wire? It was only one season that's not what of I asked The Corner. You. That's not what I asked and you. And The Corner was not better than that's The Wire. Not, it was only that's one not what season. I asked you. Why do people say that? I don't know. Because they think that. That's no, why they say it. because it was a good season and it ended. It was one season. People say it because they think it. No. What do you mean? The, the Narcos is flawless. You're talking about the biggest drug dealers in the history of the planet. Pablo Escobar is where they started. Mm -hmm. And then they said, hmm, 
this shit is fire. Let's keep rolling. Then they go into the then they go into the brothers. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's the Cali cartel. Yeah. Then they roll into the brothers. Then it was like, damn, we all the way up into season three and it turns into the trafficking game because the drug game was easy for them. They was manufacturing drugs. That was nothing. But now we got to figure out new ways to get this stuff into America. So they team up with the Mexicans for the smuggling operation. I mean, this shit is just magnificent. The cinematography. Okay. First oh, of all, the on. realism because they're getting this stuff from the, from the FBI and the CIA, right? On top of that, these are real people with real cases that we can all go read about. And they actually made billions of dollars a year. I like Snowfall better than uh, Narcos. They make billion dollars. Snowfall, they were getting their stuff from the people in Narcos. I'm just saying, I like the show better. Maybe you do. I'm just saying it's a better show. Oh, okay. Narcos is the best drug show ever because it's flawless. I see people I see people saying Snowfall is better than Power, and then you got so many arguers against that. Who's arguing it? People who like Power better. Okay. So so that's what you you've been watching Narcos lately? I what you mean you lately? Brought up, you were just talking about this. It's, it's that coming. Okay. No, I said I want to watch that. Okay. I said coming in what we want to watch. I want to watch that. Okay. So let's talk about what we watch. What you've been. What I already you... talked about what I want. What I want to watch. What I watched already though. You didn't hear me. Did you hear me? You didn't talk in depth about what we watched. I don't need to talk. In depth. We should watch so many about things. Something that, okay. I'm talking about something I want to watch, and I said what I said. And if you don't have a rebuttal for it, then cool. I'm sticking with it. I already have Narcos a rebuttal. I don't, be- I don't agree. Okay, and your, the show that you think is the best has seasons you don't like. Oh my god! Doesn't make okay, any sense. Um, what I want to watch right now, I'm um, halfway into Cheer. Watching that, that's pretty good. Um. I think that's really interesting. I wish you would watch it with me because it's way more than cheer. Uh, I'm I'm not into that, man. You don't even know what it is. It's a show about cheerleading. No, it's it's a lot different. It's a lot of other stuff. It's a twist. Is it? A, it's not a show about cheerleading. Oh my god. Okay, and the um, what's it called? The hip hop um, evolution of hip hop. I think that was really good. We watched that. Uh, did you enjoy that? Yep. So this is what you're gonna do. You was getting into what you wanted to watch. Go ahead, man. I'm trying to let you get your joints yeah, off. Cool. Go ahead. You're done? Okay, so we watched a, a Breakfast Club interview. And it had the Trap Queens on it. Mm-hmm. Which, they shouldn't call people Trap Queens. Like, Del Ronda was the only Trap Queen up there. And, Del Ronda? Uh, Del Ronda. She, was, she, was, she went to jail for financial crimes too, right? But she was plugged in with BMF. And she was, okay. she was one of the head honchos. Of okay. the of the of the smugglers. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't know that. I mean, if you know, you know. She no, didn't go to jail for it, but if you know, you know. Okay. okay? But anyway, the, the show, the joint is American Gangster. They put a new season out dedicated to the women of of the crime world, and it was called, you know, it was the Trap Queens edition. Actually, my homie, my homie's mom was on there, and and you know, it was a big look that Obama got her out of there, man, because they over sentenced the hell out of her. And they really oversentenced her because they was mad she took it to trial. Because they knew that the stuff they found wasn't hers. It was actually her daughter's boyfriend stuff in their house. Her daughter's boyfriend? Her daughter's, her daughter's boyfriend. Her daughter's boyfriend didn't take the charge, though. He wouldn't, say, he wouldn't go say, yo, that's mine. He brought crap into their house, mm. knowing the feds was on them. Mm. And it got found. And... um. 
you know, and, and then she got, she went to trial. They sentenced her to 20 years. Not, not, the daughter actually had a breakdown because she's like, I just got my mom sent to prison for 20 years and she was young. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, they talked about her falling apart, and, that, and she's not the one that's my friend. She's older than me. Okay, that's what I was thinking. No, okay. she's not. She's older okay. than me. Like she, she, because this, um, they have. She had older kids, like way older kids, okay. and some younger ones. But so she got a few kids that's way older than me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, a few years. But this girl is probably five years older than me, though. Okay. But anyway, so man, yeah, Obama got her up out of there, gave her clemency, you know, let her home because her sentence was ridiculous for whatever they found. It was some dumb shit. And um, after how many years? She did ten of them though, ten okay. of them in the federal penitentiary, and she got out of there early, in a few years ago actually, and um, she was part of that. But the people that was on the Breakfast Club interview, these was more like so. The lady I just talked about, she was a drug dealer, um, crack, crack era. These ladies up here, though, they was into some hardcore financial scheming. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, big money. Millions. Financial scheming. Yeah. Now, the one that I took to, to be seeming like, like a leader type was she was into the real estate thing. And I was like, yo. Which one, Jamila or uh, on, uh Her name probably Jamila. Not Jamila. The J one. Jamila's Whatever. been on there a couple times before. Right, that's so. the one. Oh, okay. The one that was helping people get real estate. Right, I got you. This lady actually, um, and, and, and when she was talking, I was like, yo, why do black women, black women is so into that type of scheme where they help people lie about income. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, I know. That's a thing. I know, too. That's a <laughs> thing. Like, it's like, it's like, why? I wonder, like, why? Because it's like, it's like, uh, right. it's like, boy, like I said, with the men going to prison and all, black mm-hmm. women have to figure out how to qualify for stuff yeah. because they need things. You gotta be three and four times the rent. Yeah, so they need everybody, Every some they might have a job so they can't get mm-hmm. Section 8 but they also don't qualify because their income ain't high enough to get the apartment they want that's mm-hmm. big enough for the amount of kids they got, whatever the situation is. Or they want to get out the hood mm-hmm. and they don't want to stay, you know, where or it's real you cheap. Might have you might have a boyfriend that might have some, some money that can't be Accounted for, you know, whatever the you situation. Got some money coming in, you know. Well, whatever. yeah. So, so like black women, they, they a lot of them get that's part of their hustle is to help other people out with mm-hmm. paperwork, and by helping, I mean like you know fudging, fudging the shit, fudging making it up, pretty yeah. much, you know, making it up and making it look good, professional. Mm-hmm. So this lady, her thing was, you know, lying about incomes to help people get massive loans for house for uh. For mansions, pretty mm-hmm. much, and they Cars, was using everything. and they was using that money. I'm assuming they was using that money, getting approved for stuff, and then flipping it ASAP and, and taking the money out of it like that. And pretty much, she got locked up because, like, yo, they found out she was lying on documents. And you know, everybody know they tell you like you got to put your signature on it because this is like a legal document. So you are certifying that everything you put on this form is true. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then they love that because they can lock you up. It's not just like, oh, you shouldn't have lied. No, it's like, yo, we can lock you up. Right. And that's anything that you put your si- If you have to put your signature on it, they can lock you up for lying on it. Right. So then, then. Uh, and go, go ahead. ahead. And I'm, it was a, a big deal too because of where some, you know, she was getting some of those because she's. I guess she was helping. Um, I think she was helping a lot of black people. She was. Um, uh, for the most part, and where she was getting those black people in was, I guess, a really, really, um, you know, like 
high, well sought out. Mansions. Sought mansions this was mansions, in like yeah. a certain area. So it wasn't ah. like um, a place where like a lot of black people would live or anything or something like that. So uh, when that happened, I guess it kind of got some of the, you know, the FBI, whoever it was on her, got her, got them really upset because you're bringing a bunch of black people in the area, you know. So um, she she did, she said she did what, 12, 12 years? Yeah. 12 years for that? Yeah. Well, she got sentenced to 12. Mm-hmm. She didn't say what she... But she said she definitely got sentenced more, much more than the white dudes who was getting caught. I think she actually did caught. twelve, though. I think she did like twelve years. And no, oh, she said ten years. She said she said the lady next to her did ten. But no, she said she actually did ten years. Well, she got sentenced so. to twelve. But right. but the uh. So then, so then you brought up like, well, I don't know if you brought it, if I brought it up, but um, I think you did. People using a they intelligence or maybe mm-hmm. i don't know who brought it up I people using their intelligence huh go ahead no. you did yeah okay you said that um talking about people using their intelligence for like illegal stuff and you know somebody could be very very smart but they mm-hmm. decide to do other things with it so what you think about that i mean i think it was spot on like uh well one part in it um well i don't mean these people i mean well, just no, I overall know, but I'm, okay i'm gonna go make my point so at one part in the in one point in the interview one of the ladies who probably was like uh, pretty much were dealing with the most money. I think that probably made the most money. Um, she said that a lot of times, I guess, you know, as she was in jail, she was thinking about it. She was saying that, you know, one thing about really, really smart people is a lot of times they're getting patient. They're, they're really impatient and they want, they, they don't really want to go through the, the whole waiting process they don't want to go through the whole like you know learning red tape and everything they're just like i got it i know how to do it i'm ready to do it i'm I'm impatient and you could even see how she was speaking that she was like at her core somebody who was like impatient with you know the process like they don't they don't want the, the long process they want to do the shortcuts um and i think that like all those women on there and and a lot of people who have these who do these financial crimes they have to be really really intelligent people like to even come up with some of these schemes or even like to follow through with you know make the make the documents look so official and you know all this other stuff so they're really smart people really creative people um but it's just it's just amazing that these people were like that you know obviously if you if you have that kind of capacity and you find a way to do some of these things I don't know a lot of people that wouldn't risk what these people were doing. Like, I mean, yeah, at the core of it, it may be wrong and you don't want the jail time. But when they're talking about making millions, they were making, you know, 10 million. She made like 10 million and came back. They took 6 million from her. Every, and when you talk about that kind of money and you have the the mind to like make it, it, it I think it could be more of like an addiction feel. Like I, I got to do this, you know what I mean? Get this money and then I could probably stop and then they'll just keep doing it again. So I don't really know. I don't really know a lot of people that would not take that risk. I mean, um, you do. Well, yeah. Because those know. people are in the work field making a lot of money. They in the work field making a lot of money. But I'm just saying like as far as people who didn't go the route of going to school, who didn't go the route of like, you know, actually waiting the time to like, you know. Cause I mean, they get they had to be making way more money than people that went to school for it. Not it not up be, in the New York. Taking, they're, they're talking about money. Wall Street dudes. Well, Them dudes okay. make a lot of bread. 
But she was they saying were, ten million in a year. Like she did that in like a year. So But she got caught though. She got caught. She made yeah, ten million I, that year and then got caught. She wasn't doing it for years. Well yeah, I know. I'm just saying like that amount of money, it can only come from doing it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you could take more money, you know, where they it's different from you working a job and you like this is just your salary. Like this well, yeah. is what she was just getting. She was just getting that money. But that's the thing about people like that is uh the better bet would be to start a finance which they had financial services. They just was doing illegal things with the service. They could have did legit things and made mm -hmm. that kind of money because the legit financial companies make way more money than that. Well, there's no way to 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 legitimize to legitimize um you know, making people to, to say okay this person makes this much when they really don't There's no, no you don't legitimize that, that that's illegal okay. if you're smart right. you can legitimately do the financial business there's a lot of people making billions in that world mm -hmm. you don't have to make you don't have to make 10 million for a year then go to prison for 10 right but if I'm you saying, if you smart enough like they are smart but they like it's not like they didn't have um it's not like just oh they some people that didn't go to school so they didn't know no other way mm -hmm. They was just thinking like, I see an easy joint. I'm going to just mm -hmm. try to scoop that. And the one lady was, um, she was doing something different. The lady that she made, the one that made the 10, she was doing a different type of financial thing that she said a lot of people on Wall Street do and they don't get that much time. Yeah. But a she lot of people she, on Wall Street make a lot more money than that though. She said the Lehman Brothers. Uh, yeah. Well, she, oh no, that's, that's the lady was Jamila. the real estate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, um. I, I was thinking I can't about the, what she did. Thinking about that too. Um, and then there was one lady with the income tax. Um, well, the lady from fraud. Detroit, Del Ronda, she's the one who was. Uh, she was pretty much helping people get a lot more back returns. during the income tax mm -hmm. season, in, income tax return season, and she said she was making seventy thousand a day. Mm -hmm. So you know the feds was gonna be on her. Mm -hmm. Plus, of who she was plugged in with, and she said she never did more than three years. So she was, she was, she she benefited from being a woman in that instance. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it though is, a lot of them they have they have great minds. But the thing is though, sometimes your mind is is just clouded by what you know about. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm a if I'm out here in the streets and I'm poor and I'm thinking, okay, I know a good way I can make a bunch of money. I don't even know that I can just do people's taxes regular. I can just do but regular you taxes. Make, you can't make that money. But you, you know it's I mean? not going to send you to jail either, though. Because H&R Block is rich. H&R Block is rich, but people... How did they get rich? Doing taxes regularly. Okay, doing taxes regularly, but then they got to wait on that money to come through. They ain't, like, charging you up front. They ain't, like... I'm uh -huh. saying, like, people... The, the whole point of it is is people want people need that money now. Like, they They're need that money. They're not charging you up front, though. They're if you're doing a joint you yourself... I'm saying if you do the joint yourself, that lady wasn't... Passing out thousands right no, then. Okay, I'm she just saying. Like I money. had a guy, you know, uh, our our family like person used to do our our taxes. He charged me like twenty five dollars, twenty five. She was getting thousands though. That's different she was waiting from somebody for getting that. Uh, well, okay, but she, she still said she had was to wait daily. That don't mean she didn't. That could have okay. been because you know the um. But she was. She also said she was services, lying about when uh, where they worked and like the money. Right. Like, but I'm know, saying you could things. do legitimate taxes though. Okay. But that's the thing, though, because like these tax services, they get our money before we get it. Mm -hmm. Like my when I got my refund, it went to some tax service and then it came to me. Mm -hmm. They're getting the so she could get the if you're the one doing the taxes, you can get the money faster. Right. But the thing about it, though, is it's just about the mindset that we come from, because it's a lot of stuff that we can do that we don't even know we can do.
That's that's why we do. That's why some people use the intelligence for illegal things. Cause, mm. oh, I didn't even know about these other things. That's where the schooling come in. Because it's like mm. if you was in school, you would have met so many different people. They could have told you, or a professor could have been like, "Yo, you should probably get in this world. You should do this." You, like we don't even know. We just poor in the hood, and we know that we smart. Mm. So we just like, oh, I see some. Ain't they over there getting houses? Wait, so mm. to get a house, all you need to do is make this income. Oh, I could, I could, I know how the paperwork's supposed to look. I can make that up for you, mm-hmm. and then it's on. So I'm looking at it like I feel like it's really the the, the main issue is. Uh, however, though, I don't think that these people are necessarily wrong. I don't either. for committing these crimes because I don't think this shit. I don't feel like they're hurting anybody. I don't, I don't feel I like think... this stuff is. Uh, Really, because all of our, I feel like the reason the black community is in the state that it's in is because all of our risk takers are locked up. A, a group of people needs risk takers to succeed. You need risk takers. I'm not talking about the rapists and all that. I'm talking about the people who put stuff on the line for money. We need risk takers out here because they're the innovators. They're the ones that think the fastest. They're the ones that are willing to jump out there to change things. And we need them out here because a lot of the white risk takers are out here. They're lawyers. They're Elon Musk and these niggas. They're Mark Zuckerberg and these dudes. You think these niggas ain't committing no crimes on their way up? They just ain't get locked up for it. Bill Gates and these dudes. It's just not only that. They they create a lot of help uh, for other people. Like really, when when Big Meacham was out here. It was a lot of strippers with, with some hair spots, with some... Strippers, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, just some girls was, was having some businesses where it was legit, though. It wasn't like they were just yeah. funding a lot of people, was just funding But what I'm saying, things. though, is so like we need, we need our risk takers out. Our warrior class and our risk taker class mm-hmm. is locked up. If those people... See, that's the thing. Once you find out the skill you have is legitimate, like you can use it in a legit way... You already been sentenced most of the time. Mm. Like you don't start learning that you can do other things with it until you already behind the bars. That's where the issues come in. And they that's why they make sure they over sentence us. Cause like, yo, you can do something and, and get locked up. Even if you figure out the next day how you could better use your skills, you still got another twenty years to fig to, to sit there. Mm. By the time you get out, your spirit is broken and this shit is over with. Because your spirit is broken. Not because it's over with, but because your spirit is broken. They know that all of our risk takers is in there. So I, w- I don't really even knock these ladies, man. I hope they I get out either. here and flip that knowledge into, into doing like great things because they, I think they that seem like they are I think they're very necessary and we need risk takers out here. I wish a lot of these dudes because like I like I have said, well, a lot of the, a lot of people, we need them out here. Right. I'm out here. I have the mind that I have, but I'm not a risk taker like that. Even though I have taken certain risks, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to continue to take a whole bunch of risks. That's just not me. But some people will continue to risk things until they succeed. Mm-hmm. Those are the people we need out here. I mean, For yeah. real, because all you have to do is channel that energy the right way. That's why a lot of these kids is on the internet doing the stuff that they're doing and getting money for it in video gaming. The risk that they have to take now is much different. Now I can just risk my personal image to get internet famous and then I can make money off of views and ads and all that type of stuff. They don't have to say I'm going to stand on the corner for money no more. That's a different risk. 
They can say, I'll run in Walmart and knock everything off the shelf and go viral. That's stupid. But it's not going to lock you up for 30 years. And they're also doing credit card fraud. And they also Some like, of them. But that's the uh, dark web, though. You know, that's a different thing. I mean, thing. not even just that. They're also like uh, you, you know, putting stuff in the card readers and, and all that other stuff. Some of them. So that's a, a little old school. You know, some stuff going on. I'm know? not saying crime stopped. I'm just saying that the risks are different. Like, the, 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 the type of stuff that's happening out here is different. People have different options. All you have to do is give people different options, and they will do something else. Period. People will. Like like you said, the scamming thing. The reason that people are doing that is because it's a lot safer than standing outside with a gun and the mm-hmm. police running up on you and all that type of shit. So I think that um, we just we need to get our risk takers early, find out who they is, and just show them something different. You can't preach them into something else, but you just got to show them something. Whatever it is. Like if, if somebody is out here about to be scamming, it's a good chance that they're very, very, very good with computers. Mm-hmm. Like very good with computers. There's a business in being a hacker. Businesses hire hackers to hack their shit and show them where the weaknesses is at. That's a that's a people make millions and millions of dollars doing that for a living. It's called like cybersecurity. Have you heard of it? It's a lot of money in that. If you can get in in people's credit card systems, if you can figure things, there's money in that. Mm-hmm. It's called consulting. You know how good a kid would feel if they can be 19 years old with these wild fraud ideas and they can use that and get a $100,000 check for showing Visa why their system is weak? Because they get more than 100000 but, you know. FIS will pay you top money. Fidelity, where I used to work. Yeah. Top money a consultant? for that kind of stuff. It's just um, these people have the minds for this stuff. everything. It's, it's a lot that you could do with that. They definitely have the mind for this stuff, and and and, and like I just said, the hundred thousand dollar thing. Now we, we we was talking about um workplace value and workplace worth and getting paid and all that type of stuff. And so when when you come into a, a situation of work and like how you decide what you want to be paid or whatever. Um. Well, I think I go based on. Um, I usually look it up, look up whatever the the um, job is. I usually go on like Glassdoor or something like that um, and see like what's the average of what that um, what that position is making in the area that I'm in. <clears throat> um, and then I just kind of go from there. I usually try to ask for like uh, either the top end, the top like the higher end. I usually don't get everything you know what i want per se so and i don't really go past like okay you know i want this and then they say oh well this is what it's paying and then i say okay cool whatever or i'll just say i I can't take it you know um but that that's mainly what i would do like that i or sometimes if you are um if you have like a phone interview if you get to a point where you, you have like a phone interview and that's pretty much them, uh, HR, somebody from like, um, not HR, but somebody from recruiting will like call you. Um, and these are like for like some, well, a lot of jobs are like this. So somebody from recruiting might call you, um, and then they'll just see how you are, what, you know, just ask you certain things, uh, about you yourself. And this is before you talk to the person at the interview, um, the hiring manager, one of the hiring managers or something like that with the interview, they give you, they do like a little pre-interview. And at that point, you they'll ask you if you have any questions. And at that point, you can ask the recruiter, um, what is the pay range for that position? 
Um, and they usually, for the most part, they'll give you um, the pay range for that position and what they're willing um, to pay. And they also, they always tell you. Um, but that's about like, you know, that's negotiable with um, experience and education, you know, stuff like that. So I usually take that and I go into the interview and, I, you know, ask for what I ask for. If they give it to me, they give it to me. If they don't, I'll just make a decision from there. Um, so that's really what I do when it comes to starting a new position or interviewing for a position. Cool, cool. Uh, the convo came up because uh, we was listening to a Joe Budden podcast and they had a conversation about Colin Kaepernick asking for Ex- some XFL. exorbitant amount of money from the XFL. And, uh, you know, they started arguing about it. And uh, what I think is the case where I haven't been in any situations, I don't think, where I actually requested any salaries. I haven't been in that point yet. I pretty much have been offered things and then I just said yes or no. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to the point where I asked for anything because the last, uh, I would say. I thought you did. What? I thought when you were, you were this new position and you pretty much were telling them what they were willing to do with your old job and and they gave they were saying they would pay you what they were willing to pay the new position this current position was willing to pay you so i, mean, I didn't was, ask they just came to me with that okay i thought you were saying like i'm just going to talk to them and see if they were i was going to talk to but i didn't um never got to that point they just came to me with it because i was thinking they was playing with me so i was okay. done with it then it came with the offer but what i'm saying though is um i've never been in a situation where i I have asked for jobs i haven't gotten to the point yet where i said yo this is what i'm looking for and what can y'all do i haven't done that yet however i have been in a situation where i had uh i was working at one job my last job and then another company gave me an offer Mm -hmm. which was like a nice chunk had like 10,000 more than I was making mm-hmm. a, a year, 10,000 more a year, right? And what benefits I did was and everything. Huh? And benefits. It was it was like 10,000 more in cash and then benefits on top of that where the job I had didn't have no benefits and it was um yeah. So I I went to my employer and I said, "Listen, I just got this job interview and uh they're willing to pay me this. So what what can y'all do with that?" And that pretty much was the only time where, I mean, I got it off for match. Like, they matched mm-hmm. it. But that that told me that they was totally fine underpaying me mm-hmm. all this time. Because they could have been paid me that. But now they want to pay me this money because I'm telling them somebody else want to pay me. And then when I, uh, I might have actually stayed. But I said, uh, they, they're going to give me benefits too. And they was like, oh, yeah, we a small company. We can't do the benefits yet but we got you and i i believe fully that they would have been able to take care of me in the future but i was like nah i'm just cool period because y'all about to give me this raise right now when y'all should have been gave me the raise mm-hmm. because like like shay know about me i fully will go ask a boss or owner or whatever for more money mm-hmm. straight up have a meeting with the person i don't care if you're the owner or whatever if i've been doing a job long enough i'm gonna ask for more money just straight ask for it <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I did was um, I had a meeting with the owner of the company in, in summertime 2016. Mm-hmm. 
I sat down. Uh, we went to lunch or whatever. And I actually said, hey, can we have lunch? I want to talk to you about my job. So it, it, it was uh, so we, we went to a restaurant. I went to have lunch with him. And I said, listen, I'm knowing what the company is making right now from my work alone. Not even just talking about the company mm-hmm. all over the place. I'm talking about what I'm generating, what I know for a fact that I'm generating. And I said, uh, and the pay is cool, but and it wasn't cool. But I don't. I probably didn't say the pay is cool. I probably just said I'm looking at it like this. I'm running everything by myself. I didn't have any coworkers in the shop with me, so I'm like, I'm looking for a raise, a pay raise, right? So then you know the dude did his thing. He he did his like, yeah, man, we got a lot going on. We we looking to make these changes, this this this. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a ten percent raise, and we gonna do it like that, and then we'll discuss this again. But the thing is, like I told you, I wasn't making that much money. So a 10% raise wasn't enough for me. It was only $3,000 because like it was less than $3,000 because I was really making $28,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking about giving me a 3% raise. And, and this is the thing about me. I came into the workforce in, in 2015 kind of at a disadvantage. So I didn't have a lot of negotiation leeway. Even though I have a strong background when it comes to certain technical education, I don't, I don't have a strong footing to argue Mm-hmm. What people I pretty much had to take what anybody was giving me and I was in that situation right there So I was just like, okay, cool. I'll take that 10% raise But I just know that I know I'm a catch when it comes to this work thing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody want me, I'm gonna explore that thing. So Pretty much I, I knew that they was BSing with me. They didn't want to really give me no bread so another opportunity came up and I got benefits and way more money and then now we cooking with fish grease mm-hmm. nowadays. You understand what I'm saying? So and, do you, okay. And that and that come from me saying, I, I'll tell or ask somebody straight up, what's my pay? How can I get more? That's how I ask for real. Mm-hmm. I don't really even say I want more money most of the time, which I did that when I was um, at the last company. I did straight up say I wanted more money. But what I normally say is, and a lot of y'all take this from me now. Don't I know what Lucy was saying was that other people don't have that much confidence when it comes to that, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what I would say. The way that I do it, I get with the people that's in charge of me making more money. I have a meeting. I straight up send them email and say, "Can we talk? Can we have a, a sit down? Maybe lunch, whatever. Can we talk?" Mm-hmm. Then we have this meeting, and I say, you know, we do the small talk thing, and then what I say is, listen. I like this place. You know, that's like a threat. Yeah. I like it here. Yeah. That's like telling them I'm out if y'all don't meet my demand. I mean, so I what I say is but. I like I like it here. So I want to look towards the future. And what I really want to know is what can I do to put myself in a better position to make more money here? And I put it on them. So you, if you tell me a list of things that I can do to make more money and when I do them, I'm coming back to say, I did them. So can I get this money now? That's how I handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would advise anybody who considers themselves a good employee mm-hmm. or, a, or an ambitious employee or determined or focused or you're a good employee, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever words you want to use to describe yourself in the workplace. If you're good at what you do, ask these people for the money that you feel you deserve. And it's not just about um, feeling like you about to just go get Just say any old thing Because I would never do that If I wasn't good at stuff I wouldn't be out mm-hmm. here acting like this Right 
But I know you know the kind of worker you are. So everybody, you yeah, gotta you, be real with yourself. Yeah, you gotta know because you yeah. get yourself fired talking stupid in a meeting that, with, that with the wrong good. people. Like yeah, I okay. said, I'll I'll have a meeting with the owner of the company and tell him <laughs> I want more money because right. I already know. First of all, not only and and a lot, I'm not that likable of a person because I don't talk a lot. So a lot of people feel like if you're not too friendly, then you're really not that fun. But I have a reputation at my current job, especially at my last job, for being a very good and efficient, detail-oriented person. Mm-hmm. Everybody around there knows that. So I can really go to anybody and say I want anything, and at least they'll hear me. They might say no, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask. You understand what I'm saying? So what I would say is if you know yourself and you know you deserve it, I'm especially talking to black people because we have this, and, and women, black women, mm-hmm. we have an issue asking for what we feel that we deserve right and you already know you've been underpaid mm-hmm. you already know you've been underpaid so don't even have a problem asking for you just you could just ask what the other people getting paid not don't ask what they're getting paid mm-hmm. but ask for what they get don't even say you think <clears throat> you deserve more at least ask for more period so you and you also have to know what your value is to the company or your worth is to the right. company because i think there's a difference between worth and value value to me is what you feel about yourself. Right. And we all think we're valuable, very valuable, right? So value but you know. I mean you you give you keep it real. Just you can you Well, know I mean what, you might you just know. feel like like the Kaepernick thing. To himself, his value is hey, I know right. what I bring. No, that's good. So yeah, but your, I mean, but your worth it to me is what somebody is going to give you for you. Everybody's you not gonna be able to pay you for you because you might know things about yourself that they haven't seen yet. So, okay, so let me let me say this cuz you you did mention a lot of women um well women feel a little less confident and this ain't just what we're saying. This is like there's studies showing that women are having a harder time asking for more money even though they deserve it. Even though they deserve the money. Um well, as a woman and um one thing I do want to say is um in the workplace, I have I had a similar uh reputation as being somebody who was very detail oriented um very very hard worker i stayed after really late hours and you know took work home with me things like that but um i had a harder time getting raises i I, i've never really i mean i got raises every year like the, the regular raises um got great reviews and everything but as far as like the the money that I was already underpaid, I was already being underpaid, um, just based on like what the market, what everybody else was getting paid for that like position, and especially with the company that I was working for, I was getting underpaid, and um, I would you know I I did mention that I wanted more money. I felt like I needed more money, and I was worth I I was bringing so much money. I was saving the company so much money because I was doing like the budgets and stuff like that. So every time that I would come, you know, I would save the company so much money and it would be like um my my boss's boss would get bonuses based on my budgeting and and based on what I was doing based on me coming under budget for the company. So it was like a direct number, like it was like we were getting praised every month for this. But I wasn't getting the money. I wasn't getting any extra money. We weren't getting the bonuses. And I wasn't seeing more money. So, you know, one thing that I was always hesitant about asking, because I know you would say, like, you know, you you were more like, you should ask for more money. Like, you should be getting more money. 
I was, um, and I know a lot of women are like this because a lot of women, you know, even if it's like two parent household households, a lot of the women usually have, um, more of, we got to kind of take a job where it's a little more flexible, um, just for the kids and stuff. Because sometimes the men, they, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it usually a lot of stuff, the schools kind of call the moms and stuff like that anyway. So in appointments and stuff, we're going to it. So I kind of was like trying to keep, um, this job of, you know, being flexible, um, for the kids and, you know, from, from my oldest daughter and stuff. So I guess the confidence was there as far as my work ethic. Um, but there was a little bit of a, like, uh, insecurity as far as me knowing that I couldn't, I thought that the company would look at me and say, well, you can't be all in for, you know, this company because there are going to be times where you're going to have to take off, you're going to have to do things. And that's exactly right. Like I was going to have to do that. I'm going to have to, you know, move, I mean, do things for my child, whatever. And, you know, just for for myself as well. So when you don't get the money and they kind of know that they have you by that flexibility thing. So, you know, I had a boss that was really flexible um, when it came to doing, you know, doing things for my daughter and stuff. So they kind of know that they have you, they have a great, they have a great worker and they know that they kind of can keep you there based on the flexibility. Because if you go somewhere else, starting somewhere new, a lot of people aren't going to really deal with that. So you don't really want to rock the boat. So, I mean, as a woman, I understand why, um, more women in the workplace are like just settling into like just making that money and you know they might ask but if they don't get it they ain't really trying to rock it they're just gonna stay there and another thing i wanted to bring up is what you were saying about you um you asked your company the current the company that you were with hey you know this company gave me an interview and they they want to pay me this what can you guys do i would say just based on like what i've seen in the company that i used to work for i would tell people if you are in that situation where it gets to be like a bidding um, thing, or they just they say, okay, well, we can we can match it. If you even get to that point, you always go with the new company. You never stay, because even if they say right then we're gonna pay you all this money, we're gonna pay you the money that you want. At that time, like you said, they could have been paid you that, but if the, at that time if they just say, okay, we'll pay you that money, if you stay within six months to a year, they're gonna replace you. They're gonna try to get you out of there and they're going to get somebody that's way cheaper than you and then you're going to be trying to find another job this is what the experience that i've I've seen that happen so i always tell people like if you get to a bit of war or you know if this company's saying they're going to pay you more you get to a point you they, they said okay we'll pay you that always go with the new company don't stay so i mean that was that's my advice because i've seen it go that way where they're still okay i'll pay you and then six months later you're out of a job that that wasn't gonna happen to me, but I mean, I'm just uh, saying. Well, I'm saying I've seen that. But you, a lot you, in, but you gotta think like you was working at a juggernaut company, right? Well, that I'm company sure got money to do. Like they I could, understand. they could, they could snap a finger and right, and you're find out another of there, but worker I'm just saying, like even that. Like the the the, because I've I've always after I got out of the military, I've worked for really big like huge companies. So I've just seen that. I've seen that where you big like companies. They got money to do that, right? I'm just saying. Where if you, they always tell you that it's like a, a rule of thumb. Like if it's a bidding war, don't let it be. You know, don't stay. Just go. Just go ahead and go to the other company because they could have paid you. They didn't pay you. And if they do decide to pay you in six months, they will replace you and get somebody that's way cheaper. 
So that's just something I want to throw out there. But. It just depends on how how comfortable you are. Because sometimes people really don't want to leave their job because of, I mean, of where it's at and all this other... They like the people that But if they're there. already looking, and, then they already... I mean... But I wasn't look well. I went well, I mean, on an interview, but it's not like I was looking. Somebody just had an opportunity. But you weren't married to that job, like you weren't huh? like super. Well, I thought like, I could have made a lot of money with them as they was growing. Though I, I did see like I see futures with companies, and I see ways that they can make a lot of money, and I see ways I can make money with them. So I always look at stuff like that. But um, when I when it come to the women thing that you was talking about, mm-hmm. though, I would say like this is the thing about it is. The only way you shouldn't be asking for money, I don't care what your situation is, living or not, the only way you shouldn't be asking for money is if your work does not warrant it. If your work warrants it, ask for more money, period. I don't care what they got going on because the thing about it is they're already underpaying you. Mm -hmm. The least you can do is ask for what your market value is. If you already being paid below market value, they can't get offended by you asking for more. They can't get offended. This is the thing. This is the thing that we need to note that's important here. Your boss was a woman. Her boss was a man. It's, to me, different working for a woman because not only are you a woman that's a little bit timid about asking for more money, but the woman that you work for doesn't want to ask the company for more money for their employees because she has the same fears that you have. She's worried about ruffling feathers. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's important to note here. And, but, and I was telling you, you should ask for a meeting with her boss. That's what I was thinking that you should do because he's the one that's in control of y'all getting more money. Mm, so yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was suggesting that you talk to him. But I know you didn't want to do that. But I'm just saying that I, yeah, su- that's a, that's, that, I that's, suggest talking to the person in charge of your money. I think it, I think like I said, it got it got a lot. It has a lot to do with that flexibility. And they and couldn't not- do nothing because first of all, that's discrimination. They couldn't get rid of you for that because you your mm. work was not being affected by your schedule. Now, if you well, wasn't I mean, able to do your job, of, she was looking out for me. But like, if you, you know weren't able saying? to it do was your job, though, like a thing where a lot of people would not do that. For the but most just because she's so, looking out for you, don't mean she should be cool with you not being well, paid no, properly. But, and and she she also always said, you know, I, I look out for you like I do because I know that you know the kind of worker you are. So okay, so just, you shouldn't have no problem with but, me asking for more right, money. Right, but what I'm saying is, a lot of times it's not like the women. A lot of times these women are asking for more money. The first thing people out their mouth is. We can't do it right now, and That's they have to leave true. it alone. I'm just that ain't true. Because I asked for more money. You asked you know her that. for more money. I've asked her. I talked to HR. I talked to like you asked HR. Don't give you more money. Okay. Your people that you work for give you more money, but you asked her, and you know how she is. Okay. She wasn't going because she had to go talk to somebody about you getting more money. Mm-hmm. He the one that could make the okay on it, and you know she wasn't going to push for that money, man. You got to go above people sometimes because mm-hmm. they certain things is is your money should not be in question. With somebody you work direct, I don't think somebody that you work with every day. To me, mm-hmm. I think that it should be fair for you to talk to somebody higher up about your pay when they're the ones that can make the decision about your pay. That's how I feel. Now, every everybody might not take that emotionally well, right? But I still, mean, though, I mean, because it's a thing to like make to to to. You don't want to create that kind of rift. But you don't want to be a, underpaid thing, either, though. In a in a in a. No, nobody wants to feel underpaid because when you when you living like that underpaid resentment grows you're gonna you're gonna lead a company in a bad situation anyway and you didn't even you didn't you don't even know what the answer would have been because you never sat down and talked to the right person that's how a lot, a lot of people and i don't even feel like a lot of people was in the same situation you was in other people are in better situations to ask because a lot of these women don't have kids a lot of these 
new a lot of young professionals don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Young like fresh out of college, they don't have no kids, so they're yeah, not I mean, worried about I, their if schedule. I have kids. I, I could be a bulldog around. But I'm not I, saying I you, but I'm saying like a lot of people. I was I was speaking generally about for women is usually a, a very the ones moms important thing. Right, moms. Right, a lot of right. these women are getting into the work field now. They don't have kids. Okay. They're free out here and they're still worried about, like, they're still a little bit timid when it comes to talking to these supervisor men or these men that's in charge of their money. Like, this is the thing. Black people have this issue, too. Like, they fire black people for little dumb stuff, too. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, nah, I don't want to ask. I don't want to ruffle no face. Because I'm never disrespecting nobody when I'm asking for money. Mm-hmm. I just say, I ask them, what can I do to get more money? That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to come in there demanding money, but they know that the way I talk, that sounds like a demand, though, because I'm asking, I'm saying, like, I want more money and I want to know what I can do in this place to get it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So either you're going to tell me that I can get it and I need to do X, Y, Z, or you're going to tell me I can't get it. And if I want more money, I need to figure something else out because that could be arranged, too, especially when May hit that seven, that seven year window when, when, you know, but this is the thing. People, my black people. My brothers, my sisters, my kings and my queens, ask for more money. Just practice it. It don't even have, like, I'm talking about the good workers here. I'm not talking about some of the other people. I'm t- my, my, my people, if you feel like you are worth more money and you feel like somebody else that has the same time in at your company is making more money than you, ask for more money. Sit somebody down and tell them. That you want to make more money. Straight like that. Say. I would like to figure out how to make more money in this in this workplace. Do I need to get a promotion? Do I need to switch jobs? Do I need to go over into this part of the business? Because I want to be. You got to let them know. I want to stay here. <laughs> can I go? If I go over here, can I make more money? Because, you know. Uh, It's not all about money, but when you talk about career goals, I want to have this much money by this age. So I need to do this much work to get this much money so I can have this much money by this age. And you don't have to tell them all that. You could just say you want more money and flat out. That's it. But really what you need to have handy is the value that you add to the company. You need to know what you, like you said, you were saving the company money with your budgeting. Mm -hmm. That's tangible. You can see and show numbers with that. A person, you can't just go to people saying you want more money and they say, okay, why? And you're like, well, I got a lot of bills. That's <laughs> not a reason to get paid more. Mm-hmm. If I co- when I come, I'm like, listen, I'm making 28000 a year. I see that in six months, I generated 82000 Do the math on that. That means the next six months, I'm going to generate another eighty-two, or or more, give or take a few thousand. I just made with my labor alone. This is just labor. I'm not talking about parts or none of that. Mm-hmm. My labor alone made this company 160000 out of this shop right here. And y'all are paying me one-fifth-sixth of that. Or one-fifth and a half of that. Two-ninths. Y'all are paying me this small portion of that money. May I have some more, please? Okay. I'm saying. Well, this is the conversation I had. I said, I right. see what we made in six months. I see right. 82000 I know that. I can count. Mm-hmm. That's labor. We're not talking parts or none of that. The markups on nothing. Mm-hmm. Labor. I'm the only one working in here. That means this is 100% me. Mm-hmm. 
That means when I'm not here, no money is being made. That's what this means. Mm-hmm. Right? This is how y'all have to come to these people for more money, man. And I'm, I'm not just telling you to do something I never done or did. I'm telling you from experience. And I, I was in the military, my first adult job, so it was no asking for no money. Right. <laughs> so it's not like I just had some wild history of learning this crap. No. I just got in this shit and said, oh, no. This little bit of money ain't it for me. I want to have things. I told myself two years out, I, I, I want to have a house. Took me two and a half, but I got one. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And it's because I'm not about to just sit here and do and, and just live the same exact way if I want it to be different. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not going to tell people to do something that I didn't or wouldn't do. Sit down with the person who's in control of your money and ask them what you can do to get more. That's it. You agree or no? I agree. Okay. I mean, yeah. Keep get them. Keep your paperwork. See. I say know, practice. Just, just practice saying, it. Just make sure. Just make sure you have what you've done. Like your. You got to know done, what your value you know, is. As far as these reviews and these break, like just even if you know, because I we wrote our own reviews, and I even I mentioned the fact that you know I was. I was pretty much doing other people's reviews and, and other people's jobs. Other people's jobs, you know, a lot of other people's jobs, but like my direct supervisor's job. But um, you he was know, doing so. the job of three people. There's no way I wouldn't have had no. I might have had to sit down with the CEO when he came in town. <laughs> oh my God. For real, we'd yeah, have been at lunch. I was definitely doing the job of three people, Come sometimes on, four. So um, Come on, man. Yeah. This is the thing about us black people, man. Us black Americans. I'll say that. The thing about us is we don't think we deserve things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even if we know we deserve them, we trick ourselves into not asking or demanding it. Mm-hmm. That's our thing because of our self-esteem issues. We all have them. Self-esteem issues. they make issues. us feel so disposable. I mean, they make us feel exactly. that way because we And you know it, what they do? You know? They replace you with another person that look like you. And that's the thing. We got to we gotta stop place? worrying about that. For real, because we missing out on so much bread, man. Like, do we know how much money we missing out on just because we won't ask? Because this is the thing. A lot of people are a little bit scared of us. You don't want to impose a lot of fear. But you want to assert yourself, period. You want to let people know that you know what's going on. But you don't have to be loud and, and, and crazy about it. Mm-hmm. You just let them know that you know what's going on. I was thinking about this um, early these last couple of days, right? And I'm, about to, I'm not going to be too long-winded no more because we passed. <laughs> we, we long, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about this, right? You know, a lot of people want people to know like about them and, and, the, and the dumb stuff they might have been doing out here. Mm-hmm. Me? I try to hide as much of the dumb stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know about the good stuff. I want people to see the good only. I want people to think I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Because when people think you smart, it's not, you don't have to be smart, but they can't be able to prove that you're dumb. But when people think you smart, they, they just treat you like you already know something. So they don't even try to run those stupid games on you. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized. When if somebody thinks you're smart, they think you're gonna call yeah. them out on the, on a bullcrap. So they won't even try it on you because you can see. I see how some people do some people, certain people, and then I see how they talk to me. I'm like, I mean, he could have tried. I would have 
tried. He could have tried me. See, I I think it's more of them thinking people are more passive than or over pushover. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm only saying that because I don't think people think that you're um, uh, passive or you're pretty like straight. A lot of people are uh, assertive or aggressive, and they still get taken advantage of. I get you, but I'm just saying. If they, like, if okay, I, if you have a even the the, the the you know minimal, I mean you you know somewhat intelligent, and you're somewhat of a like straight shooter. People usually won't try you like that, but you could be super uh, intelligent, super smart. But people will just take you the fact that you're a pushover, or you're like a lot more passive, and you won't stand up for certain things, and they'll try you that I don't way think because so. they know you're not even going to say anything. I don't like think so. even when I told you about somebody when I asked for more money, everything that I do, I'm teaching my boss things. I'm doing, I'm teaching her. I'm I'm going through and I'm doing that kind of stuff. She knows how I am, and she's you know that. Because she knows that I was going to just take it. I was going to say, okay, cool. Like, no more. I'm not going to get no more money. But I'm not going to work any less than what I... You know what I mean? It wasn't like nothing was going to change because I didn't get the money. But I don't think that's... She's I think not, it was I think more she's the passive one. Over, I think you know she's the passive one. And she's the one that's scared to go Maybe. on and assert I mean, but I'm just saying, the fact that you need more money. I'm saying, but the fact that I stayed... You know what I'm saying, and kept working. Yeah, but I don't think that's on you. Though. I don't think that's how she feel about you. I don't think okay. it. I don't think it matters who would have asked her for more money. She wasn't going to ask for it. Okay. I think that's on her. But I'm not even talking about just the money thing. I'm mm. talking about period in life. I've noticed that because it could be stuff that I have no idea about. But since people have a perception of me already, they don't even like try certain things that I said. And I, the, the flip side of that is, you know, some people try to, uh, like we just was watching Ray the other day, and he said the country dumb thing. Mm-hmm. Some people try to act like they don't know stuff just so that they can catch somebody trying to scam them. Mm-hmm. But I would rather not even deal with people doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though people still might try it because, like I said, with, with the freight company thing, the lady, she, she talked a good game. But she realized quickly, like, Oh, he's not even about to work with me. So she just started telling me stuff that she probably wouldn't have told. She actually didn't tell some of this stuff to my mom in the previous meeting. Because sometimes people just come out and tell you stuff thinking that you know things and you really don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like you, if you just, if you come into a meeting knowing what you should know, people will talk to you a lot differently. A lot differently. I feel like if you would have got to have a conversation with the man who was actually in charge of getting you more money, I think it would have went differently. It would have went differently as opposed to like, okay, I don't think so you you're BS the one you. who's actually doing the work? It would be like You that. don't have to say like she's not working and I'm doing it. No, no. It, it would be like, wait, so your Because you don't budget, have to say that to get more money. Because like, then so you're going to be the bridge. one doing the budget. You're burning the so bridge. I'm not. That's why I said I didn't. I wouldn't do it. No, right? I'm saying, you don't have I'm to say that though. I'm saying, but my bragging, mine was coming from the fact of... I'm doing um, things that was above my uh, pay grade. You know, I was doing things that was above my job. So I was really doing things that my boss was supposed to be doing, and she was the one that was able to take the credit. But that's not the conversation. So I'm saying, for that obviously, time, I would though. never have that conversation. So it wouldn't be like a thing where I would say, well, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. Because in his eyes, he's going to be like, okay, you're supposed to be doing that. So? But he's not going to be I like, want more money for it. Okay. But this is the thing. The thing about it is, you could say that you do some of the things, but the most mm-hmm. major thing, you don't have to say, like, I budget for the company. You don't have mm-hmm. to say that part. 
I mean, well, okay, well, but or maybe you could be. I, mean, I, I wouldn't help. even. That's why I never did it. So but I'm saying there's different ways to to flip it so that you don't burn bridges, though. Mm-hmm. There's ways to do that, so that you don't. But but you would have had to. I I, I would bet that mm-hmm. you coming into the meeting knowing what you know and everything that you know, he might have took this conversation more serious than her than she would with, with her passivity. But maybe let me not waste your time no more, man. We we y'all didn't get no episode last week, so you get two hours just two and a half hours this week. Two and a half hours. Lord. It ain't two and a half. It's two fifteen right now. We but. need to see what our children is doing. Sleep, but the uh, uh, we out of here. I gotta piss crazy, Lucy. Come on, come on, what? Come on, man. I can't say I gotta piss. Why, why though? Because I do. Go ahead, man. You done? I'm done. Peace.